parental discretion advised. Boy, Mr. P.I. coming straight at you. Bring you that civilian talk. Please wake up American news because if we don't wake up today, we may not have an America to wake up to tomorrow or anything for that matter. We got a jam-packed show for you already. Know because we just missed the show. Y'all ain't get Monday's show because uh, the Eagles is obviously going to the Super Bowl. And I was at an NFC championship game party and I got lit. And when I got home, I ain't feel like doing shit. You already know. So, you mean, no go for no show. But we back, baby. You know what I mean? Drug safety expert from MIT. Uh... Calls for immediate suspension of the COVID jabs. Uh, see the video of the insurance analysis uh, analyst exposing 7% increase in aggregated mortality per jab. So for every jab you get, you have a 7% increase in death. You already know we're going to go to that in depth. Holocaust survivor warns the COVID jab is just another mass genocide. She's absolutely correct. I mean, scientists struggle to understand why the Antarctica hasn't warmed for over 70 years, despite the rise in CO2. That's because global warming is bullshit. I like to tell y'all that, but y'all don't like to listen. FBI searches President Joe Biden's luxury beach home for classified documents. That's going to be a good one, folks. You already know Russia recruits Americans as the United States is destroyed from within. Russia is recruiting people from the United States and, you know, uh, they they want us to basically become Russians and shit. But, you know what I'm saying? They saying it's to save the rest of the planet. This shit gonna be crazy, folks. I got so much and more. We even got a video of Bill Gates coming up. You know what I'm saying? They asked Bill Gates again. What's his relationship with Jeffrey Epstein? And he acts weird again. You already know how that works out in our favor and not in his. You already know. I'll be back on the other side. Don't move your motherfucking switch. We got so much to cover. And I'm going to get straight at you. You already know. You get, we get straight at you over here at Civilian Talk. I'll be back on the other side. It's your boy. Today's episode was brought to you by Civilian Talk Radio. Now, understand that a clinical test happens before a drug comes to market. But y'all favorite president, Obama, said he clinically tested the gene therapy on y'all. But when I say that, Y'all say it's fake news, so let Obama remind you. And yet, despite the fact that we've now essentially clinically tested the vaccine on billions of people worldwide, around one in five Americans is still willing to put themselves at risk and put their families at risk rather than get vaccinated. What? 
And we back, folks. What's happening with you, man? I hope y'all having a good life out there. You know what I'm saying? It's a lot going on in our communities. There's a lot going on in our states, our cities, our country, the world. You know, it's selfish to just think about ourselves. And actually, this show is basically made for all of us to help each other in a strange way by sharing information and, you know, basically putting each other on to what's actually going on now. So. A lot of stuff coming straight at you, and I know it's kind of hard to digest a lot of it. Sometimes it's like, wow, how is so many things happening at one time? But, I mean, you know, it's a lot of things happening at the same time, but they're all not, you know, getting started at the same time. And, you know, that's kind of confusing for some people because they are watching, you know, things happen and they like wow and the more they get hit with they get stunned and they think like wow is this the worst thing that could possibly be happening and it's like no you know and then when they find out some more stuff they're like oh my god like i thought i was tripping before but now i'm just super tripping because you know i didn't think all these things were you know possible and it's kind of sad You know, when we sit back and look at the things that's going on and the people that are being affected by him, you know, uh, we just recently had a young man get, you know, beat to death by six cops, you know, um, very tragic, you know what I mean? But it just goes to show that, uh, you know, sometimes it's, it's even your own folks, you know, so... You know, saying defund the police because white people killing black people. And then when, you know, five, six black task force members kill a black dude, it's like, oh, defund the police because the police is killing. No, no. Say it's niggas killing niggas. It's black, it's it's African-American dudes stomping the shit out of another African-American dude. He calling for his mom, but, you know, everybody not, you know, this ain't George Floyd. Somebody that was snorting fucking lines and stealing from, you know, bodegas, you know, and giving the police a hard time, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, y'all tore the country up for him, and they tried to tear the country up for this, you know, this other young man. Um, I can't recall his name out the top, you know what I'm saying? Um, Which is tragic because, you know, I should, you know, be willing to pay more attention to police brutality, but police brutality been going on for so long, like, White people, black people, Hispanic people, it don't matter what color or creed you are. You know what I'm saying? We've all been brutalized in some way, shape, or form by the police. So it's like unfair to just, you know, like talk about death all the time. You know what I'm saying? Like it's a lot of death out there. It's a lot of people dying. It's a lot of things happening. It's a lot of people, um, you know, basically, you know, uh, you know, watching terrible, tragic shit happen, you know, and it's like, you know, do we just close our eyes to the stuff that's going on? Do we kind of like, you know, desensitize ourselves from it? You know what I'm saying? Do we try to, you know, uh, brush it under the rug? You know, it's a lot of people out here doing a lot of different things. A lot of people don't know how to take, you know, the things that are going on in society right now. They don't know how to handle you know, the things, I mean, it's a special breed of person, you know, that's out here that, you know, understand and live these streets, you know what I'm saying? Like, a lot of people live in the comforts 
of not knowing what the streets is about or you know how how it goes down in the hood you know what i'm saying so like a lot of y'all get passes for real you know what i'm saying and you know yeah we appreciate you wanting to you know see less injury in the hood and all that but just saying defund the police is not helping us you know what i'm saying defund the police is going to put you in more harm you know what i'm saying like yeah somebody got they behind kicked you know by a police officer and that was very unfortunate i don't think it was worth you know what they did to him whatever he did i don't think it was worth them killing him you know what i'm saying i don't think george floyd deserved to die neither but you know, it's unfortunate sometimes we in the wrong place, wrong time, and we not cooperating fully. And a lot of people going, like, oh, you, you man, you talking about cooperating with the police. Listen, bro, they got you on the ground, and, you know, they want you to turn around. Just turn around, bro. It's easier than, you know, you trying to shoot. You mean have a pissing contest with these motherfuckers, like, you know? And it's very tragic. It's very tragic. But what else is tragic? You know what I'm saying? Like... I see y'all all up in arms about police brutality, but ain't nobody talking about how they shot killing motherfuckers. You know, that's completely like, oh, that's, you know, ain't nothing going on with that, though, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, y'all literally are being targeted by the drug companies and poisoned by the drug companies, and y'all concerned about police brutality. What about pharmaceutical brutality? You know what I'm saying? What about the poison they injecting into your fucking veins and shit that you are completely oblivious to and the fact that you are oblivious to it is not the for lack of information being available is because you don't want to believe that these people want you dead you know what i'm saying and that's the that's the tragedy right there we need to talk about the real tragedy of how y'all being mind fucked and mind zapped into doing whatever the establishment says at any given time any given place any no matter where it's at Y'all all bending the knee to tyrannical, authoritarian, uh, socialist ideologies and shit. Y'all here selling y'all kids the drag queen story time. Y'all here giving y'all kids fucking souls to, to you mean, the, for one-way trips to hell and shit. You castrating them. You letting them change their genders and shit. You telling them it's a... 10 million gazillion genders and all this shit you fucking poisoning they minds and then you motherfuckers want to have a moral high ground which is extremely interesting and unusually bugged out but you know I, I you know I'll you know try to stay neutral for the sake of you know uh time and shit right now because I can go into that in depth but you know where has my country gone? Where has the world gone? Like, it's like everybody is just, you know, on demon time or some shit. And, you know, it's like no fixing the problems. It's like no looking at the actual issues. It's like we can't even have discussions about what's right and what's wrong anymore. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's really, but it's really strange, man. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, I'm one of them people where, you know, I like to think that. You know, the more we do, the more we can, you know, help others, the more we can accomplish. But at the same time, at the end of the day, it's like, you know, if y'all not getting in the fight and shit, then it's going to take a lot longer for the truth to get around everybody to wake up. And the fact that you think you not sleep 
is what's hindering us from making progress. And it's crazy because somebody said it don't matter how much information you spread. It don't matter how much you try to wake somebody up. It don't matter how much you push, you know, to make somebody understand that they're under attack. They will never get it until the people that have them in their trance is placed in prison or is prosecuted. You know what I'm saying? It's not going to be until we see these people prosecuted is when a lot of the folks we care about will come out of their trance. They're in their trance because the people that we saying is lying is still out here on these streets and they still showing their face and they still got as much money as they had yesterday. And, you know, we just, you know, it sound like a rumor. And I can understand that. But unless you... That's the thing. Unless you actually go find the information for yourself, look up the information for yourself. I mean, as the show go on, I encourage you to Google each one of these headlines and shit so you can find it for yourself or slide over to civiliantalkpodcast.com so, or word on the street section so you can see it for yourself and follow the links from there. Watch the videos and understand that this is not a game at all. And then share all that information with somebody you care about you know, so you can wake them up. You know what I'm saying? It's a simple process. It's ah, streamlined it for you. It's nice and easy. You know what I mean? All you got to do is go over to the Word on the Street section. And I'm going to tell you how the articles run. So if you're looking for the first article of the show, it's going to be toward the beginning of the date. So let's just say today is February 1st. Uh, That's when I started the show on February 1st. So the article will say February 1st. Now you want to follow that article, follow that article's date till it just begin. You know what I'm saying? Till it say like the previous date we posted a ton of articles. You know what I'm saying? And then start from there and work your way back up to where you came from. And that's how you follow the show from, you know, the world on the street section from start to finish and shit. You know what I'm saying? And I haven't got any complaints about it being hard to read. I do critique myself on how the show is presented and all that. You know what I'm saying? Lots of colors because I like to keep the background and all that. But if that's hard for y'all to see and shit, I could easily change that and take that background out so you could just, you know, read it plain text. But it won't be as fly. It won't be as dope if we take the backdrop off. And I feel like the backdrop is what we stand for. We want to be the soldiers of fortune in a war that's not supposed to be won. And we still come through to win this motherfucker. That's the tip. That's the tip. Civilian talk is on. And that's what you should be on if you give a fuck about your country, your freedom, your girl, your kids, your husband, your cousins, your aunts, your uncles, your brothers, your sisters, your mothers, your fathers, motherfucker. So if you want to... Stand up for what's right No matter what country you in No matter where the fuck you at Civilian talk stand with you You already know If you on some Blow up half the planet shit we, we don't stand for that We not with that shit If you going around Murdering in the name of somebody else We not with that shit neither You know what I'm saying But if you trying to do it the right way And prosecute these motherfuckers And have them hung by the neck until death And have that prosecution coming in fucking hot Then nigga I'm with it I'm with it. You should be with it. We all with it. You already know. So it is what it is. And uh, shit, we're about to get this drone popping and shit. You already know. So it's crazy, right? You know what I mean? Uh, Pfizer 
had a motherfucking uh, Fenoid ass gimp and shit You know what I'm saying One of they One of they millions He came out And was like uh, Yeah You know We uh, doing the Gain of function thing But we not calling it Gain of function It's like Manipulated evolution And all this cool shit So then when James O'Keefe Jumped out on him And shit He was like Oh Oh, I told you you shouldn't have been recording me. So he tried to act like he didn't say all this shit. They played the tape back. He tried to break the tablet. The nigga went fucking ham and shit. And turns out he was actually on the board of Pfizer. They took his picture down and it's, it's almost, uh, you know, uh, next to uh, guaranteed that he will be expelled from the Brotherhood sooner than later, if not sooner than later. But uh, YouTube banned this Project Veritas video that exposes Pfizer gain-of-function virus at work. And this nigga is a smooth-ass weirdo, bro. You know what I'm saying? YouTube removed Project Veritas' latest viral undercover Pfizer expose on Friday, citing medical misinformation. Pfizer ultimately is thinking about mutating COVID? Well, that is not what we say to the public. No, don't tell anyone this story. You probably shouldn't tell anyone. You probably shouldn't tell anyone. We're exploring, like, no. You know how the virus keeps mutating? Yeah. Well, one of the things we're exploring is, like, why don't we just mutate it ourselves so we can predictably develop new vaccines, right? So we have to do that. If we're going to do that, though, there's a risk of, like, as you could imagine, no one wants to be having a pharma company mutate to be like very controlled to make sure that this virus that you mutate doesn't create something like you know goes everywhere. Something Which crazy. Is the way that the virus started and moving on. To be honest, like it's, it makes no sense if this virus popped out of nowhere. Like yeah, I know. Meet Jordan Tristan Walker, a director of research and development strategic operations and mRNA scientific planning at Pfizer. It sounds like gain of function to me. I don't know, it's a little bit different. I think it's different. It's like this. It's definitely not gain of function. It sounds like it is. I mean, it's okay. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, directed evolution is very different. Yeah. Well, you're not directed evolution. Research of the viruses. Like, yeah. They're probably not. But you do like these like selected directional mutations to try to see if you can make more potent. Yeah. So there, there is research I'm learning about that. I don't know how that's going to work. There not be any more outbreaks. It's like Jesus Christ. The gentleman seems to have absolutely no moral compass at all. For all government officials, it's pretty good for the industry, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> it's bad for everyone else in America. Why is it bad for everybody else? Because if the regulators who have to approve our drugs know that once they stop being a regulator, they want to work for the company, then I'm going to be as hard for the company. You know, as well. If this is the quality of individuals within Pfizer that are making these huge decisions that a risk global public health. It's profoundly corrupt. What is Pfizer doing, I guess, to optimize, you know, the vaccines now? Oh, we actually have a meeting about that today, so there's a lot. Really? They're doing, uh, I don't know if I should say this. <laughs> Our undercover journalist asked Walker how Pfizer is handling the fact that their COVID vaccines are ineffective against virus variants. What he said is disturbing. Listen to this. 
We're exploring, like, no, you know how the virus keeps mutating? Yeah. Well, one of the things we're exploring is, like, why don't we just mutate ourselves so we can possibly develop new vaccines, right? So we have to do that. If we're going to do that, though, that's a risk of, like, as you could imagine, no one wants to be having a pharma company mutating fucking viruses. Yeah. <laughs> so okay. we're like, do we want to do this? <laughs> so that's, like, one of the things we're considering. Okay. So, like, the future, like, maybe we can, The like, fact that he's laughing about it is terrible. Okay, so Pfizer ultimately is thinking about mutating COVID? Well, that is not what we say to the public. No. That's why it was a thought that came up in a meeting and we were like, why, why do we not? It was like, we're going to consider that with more discussions. Okay. That exact reaction, right? We're like, wait a minute. Like, people won't like that. That's right. It appears that Pfizer is internally discussing the possibility of mutating the, the COVID virus, virus themselves. themselves in order to tailor a vaccine to sell to the public. Mm. Listen to Walker describe in detail just how they would conduct such a scientific experiment. First, in living animals. Mm. So the way that we're thinking about it, don't tell anyone what's going on. You gotta probably show us what's going on. You gotta probably show us what's going on. So um, the way it would work is like, we put them in the virus in the monkeys. Okay. And then we successively like cause them to keep infecting each other. And we collect serial samples from them and then the ones that are more infectious, like the virus, we'll put them in another monkey and just constantly actively mutate it. That's one way. Okay. Or you can even do like directed like stimulation, which like we and then you just sample what the different like um, like uh, proteins on the surface of the virus look like over time. Okay. So then you can see the mutation. And you can kind of force it to mutate in a certain way you want. Okay. But you have to be like very controlled to make sure that this virus that you mutate doesn't create something that, like you know goes everywhere. Something crazy. I suspect is the way that the virus started and moved. To be honest, like it's, it makes no sense that this virus popped out of nowhere. Like yeah, I know. COVID virus experimentation on mm. live monkeys. Mm. This is unethical to say the least, and Walker describes those experiments as if they are ongoing and not simply a hypothetical discussion. Because they are ongoing. I mean, when is Pfizer going to implement the mutation of all these viruses? I don't know. It depends on how the experiments work out. Because this is just like something we're trying, right? It sounds like gain of function to me. I don't know. It's a little bit different. I think it's different. It's like this... It's definitely not game of function. It sounds like it is. I mean, it's okay. <laughs> no, 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 no. Directed evolution is very different. <laughs> Direct evolution? Directed evolution. Directed evolution, okay. <laughs> well, so, I mean, is that what it is? Maybe. I, I, I don't know. Well, you're not supposed to do game function research with the viruses. Like, yeah. They're them not. But you do, like, these, like, selected directional mutations to try to see if you make more potent. Yeah. So there, there is research I'm learning about that. I don't know how that's going to work. There might not be any more outbreaks, to say Jesus Christ. So um, tell me more, like, what's developing with the whole, you know, virus mutation process? Well, they're still kind of conducting the experiments on it, but uh, it seems like from what I've heard they're kind of optimizing it, but they're going slow because everyone's very cautious. Like, you know, right. obviously they don't want to kind of accelerate it too much. Yeah. Um, but I think they're also just trying to do it as an exploratory thing because you obviously don't want to advertise that you're trying to figure out future mutation. Right. So, did that, did the whole virus mutation thing, like, come from your executive, Sarah? No, no, no. That came from, like, we have, like, chief scientific officers in, like, the other divisions. In a subsequent meeting, our undercover journalist asked if this type of gain-of-function research is already being studied at Pfizer. But no, as long as it's called directed evolution, evolution. Pfizer's in the clear. Wow. Well, what's the goal? So guys are doing that. So probably what they want to do is like to try to figure out, to some extent, try to figure out like 
you know there's all these new strains of variants that just pop up why don't we try to like catch them before they pop up in nature and we can develop a vaccine prophylactic for like new variants yeah so that's why they're thinking like if you do it control the lab then we say oh this is an epitope and so then if it comes out later on like in the public you already have a vaccine kind of working oh my god that's perfect mm-hmm. like isn't that the, like the best business model though like just control nature before nature even happens itself right yeah, yeah. if it works <laughs> what do you mean if it works because like some of the times there were just mutations that pop up right they were not prepared for it like with delta or omicron right and things like that so who knows i mean either way it's gonna be a cash cow covid will probably be a cash cow for us for a while going for it like, yeah i obviously like <laughs> covid is gonna be a cash cow I think the whole, like, research of the viruses and mutating it, like, would be the ultimate, like, cash cow. Yeah, it would be perfect. Now, you would think that creating viruses to sell the vaccine would be illegal. But no. The pharmaceutical industry, as Walker puts it, is, quote, a revolving door for all government officials, unquote. A revolving door for all government officials? Wow. Yeah, for any industry, though. So, like, in the pharma industry, all the government uh, officials who, like, you know, do our drugs, especially they come work for pharma companies. Like, the military, like, all the, like, army and defense, like, government officials eventually go work for the defense company afterwards. How do you feel about that revolving door? Like, it's pretty good for the industry, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's bad for everyone else America. Why is it bad for everybody else? Because if the regulators who have to approve our drugs know that once they stop being regulated, they want to come work for the company, they're not going to be as hard for the We talked to Dr. Robert Malone, physician, scientist, and author, to get his take on the comments made by Jordan Walker. You're gaining function. You're creating a new function in virus one by adding elements from virus two, infecting one monkey and then another monkey. That's called serial passage. That appears to have been one of the technologies deployed in the Wuhan Institute of Virology with the humanized mouse strains that I believe were obtained from uh, EcoHealth Alliance. That's an example of directed evolution. The gentleman seems to have absolutely no moral compass at all about what he's doing. The hubris and arrogance and immaturity. That's why this he did. is the quality of individuals within Pfizer that are making these huge decisions that uh, risk global public health with such a casual disregard for the human toll. It's profoundly corrupt in terms of would it be feasible for Pfizer to circumvent international or national law. I think that is undeniable. And the gentleman in your investigative work has clearly indicated that Pfizer believes that it has successfully captured the regulatory apparatus of the United States government and presumably worldwide. Pfizer has completed regulatory capture, is quite proud of it. With governments turning a blind eye and Pfizer hiding information from the public, this is an ongoing story. Be brave, do something. Spread these videos and stay tuned. You may Project Veritas do very great work, very, very great work, and I appreciate all the effort they put into it. You already know. Um, yeah, man. So, I mean, bro, it's it's like a lot going on. You know, it's just crazy. Uh, you know, we really need to stop, you know, playing games. But uh, Hidden Revelations. In Pfizer undercover video include administration 
Pfizer knew they were selling expired vaccine. Wow. Dr. Peter McCullough on the on, online health now joins Owen Schroyer on Alex Jones show to break down the hidden revelations on Project Veritas undercover video. Let's do it. If Pfizer defrauded the public and the U.S. government on their vaccines, uh, many legal scholars believe the liability shields should fall and, and that other charges can be brought against Pfizer. You know, Pfizer has uh, been convicted of criminal activity in the past. This wouldn't be the, the first time for it. No, uh, they're, the so all-time, lives, they're the all-time record. They're the all-time home run hitter. You know, again, the, the company's integrity has to, or lack thereof, has to speak for itself. Uh, but these are disturbing developments. Uh, everything we learned about this Project Veritas uh, sting operation uh, is greatly concerning. And I would anticipate more video, more revelations are going to come out on this. Absolutely. Yeah, man, more shit going to come out every day and we're going to so, keep sharing it. I got a little scatterbrained up against that last break, and I, I couldn't eloquently finish my point. And that's that clearly Israel is acting on the U.S.'s behalf right now, bombing Iran, bombing Iran supply trains. And and what I think is the tit for tat here is basically Israel blew up a Iranian drone factory because Iran was building drones with the U.S. technology that Obama gave them to supply the Russian army in their fight against Ukraine. So Israel went in, blew up that, and then they got the green light to go blow up a supply train that was going into Syria because the U.S. is still stealing oil out of there. I just kind of wanted to put that out because I'm a little scatterbrained up against the break in the last segment. Now, time to move on. And of course, this is dealing with the larger geopolitical issue of the banks, the central banks, Israel's interest there, the West interest there, and Russia, China, and others getting off of that system. Now, the subject material that I have with Dr. Peter McCullough is not short in seriousness or in just the amount of it that I have, but as we bring in Dr. Peter McCullough now, uh, Dr., let's start with the obvious situation here. Here's the scale of disaster we're dealing with, with the most recent Project Veritas Pfizer video. And to me, there's no debate. This is the scale. At the very least, at the very smallest end of the spectrum, it's Pfizer executives are liars. That is, that is, that is the worst case situation, or excuse me, that is the best case situation we have, is that top Pfizer executives are literally liars. That's his own word. The worst case scenario is that Pfizer is doing gain of function research right here in the United States of America. That's the scale here. That is the scale. Pfizer executives are liars is the best case scenario. Worst case scenario is they're doing gain of function research in the United States, which would be illegal. But, but doctor, let's get your response to the multiple viral videos from Project Veritas and then all of the fallout since. I can tell you, I was shocked as a, a fellow graduate of UT Southwestern Medical School in Dallas, <clears throat> Dr. Jordan Tristan Lee Walker is a 2018 graduate of Southwestern Medical School. And then uh, he went on to, to do at least partial uh, rotating internship up in the Northeast. And he quickly dropped out of that and, and joined Pfizer uh, in research and development. 
And uh, what he disclosed in this Project Veritas uh, sting operation was, uh, I think, very important for people to to understand. So uh, Project Veritas, under the direction of James O'Keefe, had arranged, in a sense, uh, a date. Now, um, apparently Walker is homosexual, so it was a male date, and they got into a relationship. And as this relationship uh, developed, that Walker disclosed more and more. And I can tell you, Project Veritas almost certainly has a lot more video than what you see here. They, uh, you know, there was a series of encounters. Walker discloses that in research meetings, Pfizer has devised plans to actually intentionally modify SARS-CoV-2, presumably to make it more infectious or potentially more injurious, and then have vaccines to match it. Uh, and, and the only way for that to ever become a commercial entity is for Pfizer to release the virus publicly. Now, they have labs all over the world, uh, but indeed, if it's more infectious or if it's more lethal, it does meet the definition of gain-of-function research. The whole genetic code for SARS-CoV-2 is known. And this is enormously uh, disturbing. This comes on the heels of Pfizer CEO, who's a veterinarian, by the way, Albert Burla, being pursued in Davos by, uh, by uh, media personnel. And they were asking him about the vaccine. Uh, now, in Pfizer's documents uh, that are released publicly under court order, Pfizer knew about 1,223 deaths within 90 days of their vaccine. People called into Pfizer, said their family members died after they took the Pfizer vaccine. The FDA wanted to block this for 55 years. It finally came out uh, earlier in 2022. And what Borla told the media was that he knew of no safety signals with his vaccine. No safety signals. This is a monstrous number of deaths. And I can tell you, 5, 10, 15, 50 deaths, uh, Pfizer should have pulled it off the market. It was his responsibility. It goes all the way up to CEO. So you're right, Owen, that uh, Pfizer executives, the best case scenario is their line. The worst case scenario is that they're, they're either on the verge of or, in fact, they are committing domestic terrorism. Now, you just brought something up about Albert Brula. And I was kind of waiting on the wings to get into this story, and I'm not sure if you've done the deep dive into this yet, but not only are we learning more about Burla and his background, being a veterinarian, but have you looked into, was his specialty gain-of-function research, or was his specialty looking into uh, how viruses communicate with animals? Do we know anything about that? No, I don't know what his specialty was. You know, many times the CEOs are just uh, figureheads for the company, but what we've learned is is very disturbing. Uh, Borla should have come out immediately. Uh, as soon as it was known that these deaths were accruing, should have paused the vaccine, should have done a deep dive to figure out what was going on instead of letting these deaths accrue over the course of, of two years. Uh, I think Borla is going to hide behind the emergency use authorization. He's going to say, listen, it was EUA. I was asked by the governments to do this. I didn't have the ability to stop it. Uh, he may claim that he doesn't know about these safety signals, although the deaths are clearly recorded in the Pfizer documents. Well, and plus, they can try to use the emergency authorization use as an excuse. That is until 
we already have the leaked documents. They knew about the side effects. So uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but knowingly putting a, a, a product to market, even with the EAU, if you have known side effects that you don't warn people about, that does that not uh, relinquish that cover? Hell, hell yeah, that shit relinquished the motherfucking cover. I mean, what kind of question is that? That's very important because what you've just brought up is fraud. Uh, if Pfizer defrauded the public and the U.S. government on their vaccines, uh, many legal scholars believe the liability shields should fall and, and that other charges can be brought against Pfizer. You know, Pfizer has uh, been convicted of criminal activity in the past. This wouldn't be the, the first time for it. No, uh, they're, the so all -time, they're the all-time record. They're the all-time home run hitter. You know, again, the, the company's integrity has to, or lack thereof, has to speak for itself. Uh, but these are disturbing developments. Uh, everything we learned about this Project Veritas uh, sting operation uh, is greatly concerning. And I would anticipate more video, more revelations are going to come out on this. You know, there was a news piece that came out about Pfizer and their um, potential gain-of-function research going on in India. And in, in India is, is where the was the birthplace of the Delta outbreak. And, and some have raised the issue is could Pfizer have played a role in the origins of the Delta outbreak in, in India? If this is if this is uh, it needs to be pursued with with great vigor at this point in time, I, I will be traveling to India within a few days and hopefully we'll have meetings with um, the prime minister and, and other officials. And, and I anticipate this will come up in conversation. Wow. This is huge breaking news. I don't know if you've stated this publicly, uh, but this is huge breaking news to me. And then hearing you talk, the gears are just clicking in my head because if I recall India, which is, I believe still the most populous country in the world was at first having some vaccine hesitancy and they were seeing the, the side effects and they were drawing back saying, wait a second, maybe we don't want to mass introduce this vaccine. Oh, and then conveniently the Delta variant comes out and Pfizer has the variant vaccine. Already? In the populous country that was vaccine skeptical. In the wings? There's something there. I'm, uh, Dr. Peter McCullough doing hero's work. Uh, as far as I can tell, breaking news going to India to discuss this situation there. We'll be right back after this break. You won't. Well, you already know, you know what I'm saying? If you want to listen to more of that, all you got to do is slide over to civiliantalkpodcast.com. Find the hidden revelations in Pfizer undercover video. And uh, that joint will be right there for you. You already know. You ain't even got to waste no time. Be right there for you. You know, um, MIT expert on drug safety calls for immediate withdrawal of mRNA vaccines. Clearly the most failed medicine uh, medical product in history causing unprecedented harm. Uh, COVID mRNA vaccines are clearly the most failed medical product in history and uh, medical products, both in the terms of efficacy and safety and should be withdrawn immediately as they cause an unprecedented level of harm, including death in young people and children. And top safety drug experts said, and he's from MIT and shit. Let's check it out. Hi. My name is Retzef Levy, and since 2006, I'm a faculty member at MIT in Cambridge, Massachusetts. I have more than 30 years of experience as a practitioner and an academic in using data and analytics to assess and manage risk, particularly in the context of health systems, health policies, 
as well as the management of safety and quality of manufacturing of biologic drugs. Okay. I'm filming this video to share my strong conviction that at this point in time, all COVID mRNA vaccination program should stop immediately. They should stop because they completely failed to fulfill any of their advertised promise regarding efficacy. Absolutely. And more importantly, they should stop because of the mounting and indisputable evidence that they cause unprecedented harm, harm and including death. the death of young people and children. I personally became concerned with the vaccine safety around middle of 2021 when it became known that the mRNA vaccines cause myocarditis and inflammation of the heart. When it became known, Since 2021. myocarditis is known to be hard to diagnose because it often has vague symptoms or can even be subclinical with no symptoms, it's also known to be a frequent cause of out-of-the-hospital sudden cardiac arrest, especially among young people, I was very concerned that it will not be detected by the existing vaccine safety surveillance systems. Motivated by that, we decided to analyze the Israel national EMS data. The most vaccinated country in the world. Any signals of increased out-of-the-hospital adverse events. The analysis of the EMS calls and diagnosis data from 2019 throughout the first half of 2021 revealed some very concerning signals. We detected an increase of 25% in the calls with cardiac arrest diagnosis among ages 16 to 39 in the first half of 2021, mm. exactly when the vaccination campaign in Israel was launched. A smaller increase was also detected in the older ages. Moreover, we also detected a statistically significant temporal correlation between the number of the Pfizer vaccine doses administered to this, to this population and the number of EMS calls with cardiac arrest diagnosis. Interestingly, we did not find any statistically significant correlation with the number of COVID-19 infections during this period of time. Mm. While this is not a proof of causal relationship, it, less, it left us very concerned, especially given the known suspect uh, clinical mechanism, and we called for an immediate thorough investigation by the Israeli Ministry of Health to investigate what are the underlying cause, causal, causal mechanisms of this observed increase, uh, increase in the cardiac arrest calls. Unfortunately, to the best of my knowledge, such thorough investigation was never conducted. By now, I believe that the cumulative evidence is conclusive and confirms our concern that the mRNA vaccines indeed cause sudden cardiac arrest as a sequel of vaccine-induced myocarditis. Mm. And this is potentially only one mechanism by which they cause harm. Data from UK, Scotland, and Australia replicate the data from Israel. Additional data from Israel indicates that in 2021, the EMS in Israel conducted more than 3,000 more resuscitations compared to 2019, which amounts for an increase of 
27%. Damn. Two prospective studies from Thailand and Switzerland in which vaccinees were tested before and after they received the vaccine indicate that the rates of heart damage are likely to be significantly higher than the rates detected by clinical diagnosis. This is exactly the same uh, finding that the, mili- the U.S. military found in 2015 when it conducted a similar study on the smallpox vaccine. Another study from the Harvard Medical School detected in the blood of children with vaccine-induced myocarditis an entire spike, which is another indication of the underlying mechanism of harm, but in fact has even broader implications about the safety of the vaccine, given that the repeated evidence that we have that the mRNA and the lipids are actually penetrating the blood system. And finally, autopsies of people that died close, closely after they received the vaccine indicates that in a large number of cases, there is strong evidence that the death was caused by vaccine-induced myocarditis. So presented with all of this evidence, I think that there is no other ethical or scientific choice but to pull out of the market these medical products and stop all the mRNA vaccination programs. This is clearly the most failing medical product in the history of medical products, both in terms of efficacy and safety. And we need to investigate and think hard. Trying to tell you, two years ago, almost three years ago. Let's say 2020, 2021, 2022. Three years ago, we tried to tell you. Thank you for your attention. Yeah, man, it's only going to continue to get deeper, folks. You know, I hope y'all are ready for the, you know, the mass kill off and shit. Um, what you say? That's that's not happening? Oh, okay. Uh, see the video of the insurance a- analysis uh, exposing 7% increase in aggregate mor- mortality per COVID jab and shit. Um, Alex Jones comments on a recent interview where the top insurance research uh, analyst explains individuals who receive COVID jabs experience a 7% aggregate mortality increase for every dose received. So for every dose you receive is 7% chance of more dying and shit. This means a fully vaccinated individual who took five doses would have a 35% increase in death. Don't believe me? Let's do it. No matter how you crunch German numbers, French numbers, Australian numbers, UK numbers, US numbers, Canadian numbers, one shot on average, a 7% increase in mortality in just the first year, directly correlated country by country, Pfizer and Moderna, because they're averaging two together. Our evidence is Moderna is far worse. It's equivalent of four with the Pfizer's with the exact same cocktail, GMO cocktail, gene editing, manipulating mRNA. That is so huge. And on average, if you take five shots, it's a 35% increase in your death and your mortality. I just played the full clip mm-hmm. earlier. Top insurance analyst finds a 7% increase in aggregate mortality for each COVID-19 vaccine injection. John Sterling, hands down, one of the most respected out there. The MIT scientist we played clips of yesterday, who's one of their most respected statisticians, uh, found the same numbers 
and they crunch them different ways, different methodologies, and keep finding the same number. The insurance companies knew this a year and a half ago, folks. We've been telling you before they even started the shots for two and a half years, this was going down, or longer now. But here's a, just an excise clip, if you missed it, uh, Mr. Sterling. But no matter which way you do it, what you end up seeing is, is the chart goes, the line that you create, a regression line, goes up and to the right which is to simply to say that the more doses on average you have in a region within the United States, the bigger increase in mortality that region has had in 2022 when compared to 2021. And so it's about a 7% increase in aggregate mortality mm -hmm. from U.S. data per dose. And if, if you're over the age of 50 and you took all five doses, that'd right. be a 35% increase. You mean? So, you know, if you took all the doses, it'd be a 35% increase in death. You know what I'm saying? I don't, look, I don't like bearing bad news and shit, but when I got to tell you, I got to tell you. You know what I'm saying? It's your life on the line, folks. You know, do you not care about living or what's, what's the deal with that? I don't know. Um... And it only get deeper. It continues to get deeper. Holocaust survivor warns the COVID jab is another mass genocide. Don't believe me? Take it from her. Those who survived the Holocaust were saved. Mm -hmm. They were rescued by the Allied forces, including the Russian, the American, and the British. There will be no armed forces at all to save anyone now. There will be no uh, addicts or sellers to hide in if people go along and accept a digital identification. Let's keep it going. We're going to let that roll keep rolling. Let's do it. All right, welcome back to Sunday Night Live. Christy Lee, guest hosting today. So happy to be here with an amazing guest, Vera Sharav, who can really give us very poignant perspective on what we're seeing happen today. All of the medical tyranny, the attacks on free speech, um, with this unique perspective of being a Holocaust survivor herself. So Vera, thank you for everything that you're doing and for being uh, a voice in all of this and, and giving us that perspective. Uh, let's start with some of your background for people that might not be fully aware of what you've been up to and what you've been through. Um, can you give me a brief history? Yes, uh, I was born in 1937 in Romania. And in 1941, my family was evicted from our home and we were deported to a concentration camp in Ukraine. Uh, my father died there before I was five. I was in the camp actually for three years. Uh, this was not a death camp. It was a kind of camp where they left you to starve. A starvation uh, camp. So a death camp. Out. It wasn't regimented. But the fear of death was always hovering there because there were lists that would be put out periodically. And if you were put on the list, you could be sent to a death camp or a slave labor camp. Mm. And how were you able to escape that situation? Well, uh, in 1944, when the Nazis... Uh, the final solution was in full swing. 
uh, they were going to evacuate all the camps and exterminate all the Jews. Uh, my mother got wind of a rescue mission for some Jewish orphans. And so she put me on the list, even though I was not technically an orphan. But she put me on the list to save my life. Uh, and that's I left on one of the cattle car trains that continued to bring the Jews to the death camps. Uh, en route, one of the things that I remember very vividly and very painful, uh, we were actually allowed to get off once to relieve ourselves. Those who were en route to the camps were never allowed that luxury. And when we got back, one of the children, although she really wasn't a child like the rest of us, she may have been 18 or something like that. She came back, she found a baby in the ditch. Mm. And she wanted to take that baby, to save the baby. And they wouldn't let her. And they beat her off the train and I watched in horror because I knew I knew that they would both die either they'd be shot or just left to die and I was just so horrified because I realized that I couldn't do that I knew that I couldn't do that I couldn't risk my life that way and I realized that what she was doing was you know, Heroic. beyond what, what I could. So I always had kind of a feeling of being selfish. Uh, yeah, it's six, six and a half. That's, that's how old you were at the time, six and a half, when you saw that? Yeah. Wow, unbelievable. I, I mean, being a Holocaust survivor, I mean, there's been a form of, of obviously great reverence for what people went through and um, respect. But once you started saying that you were seeing similarities of what was happening today with what you had witnessed and experienced during that awful time, some of that respect, you weren't getting it, right? You see, the Holocaust didn't just happen overnight. Hitler took over control in January of 1933. The exterminations didn't begin until 1941-42. But during those years that led up to the final solution, uh, there were stages of discrimination, of humiliation, of making Jews into demons. They demonized Jews as the spreaders of infectious diseases. Jews were demonized as lice. Uh, so lice? When Damn, that's pretty harsh. COVID was launched, because we now absolutely know that this was a laboratory-manufactured uh, virus, 
the orders, the, the uh, state of emergencies and government edicts that were totally against really our health and well-being were being forced on people. And that was the way the Nazis operated. Hitler, when he declared a state of emergency, he suspended all aspects of democracy and ruled by executive order. And that's exactly what happened in all the Western European countries, in the United States, Canada, Australia, everywhere they announced an emergency and that w- and just totally wiped away all our freedom, our civil rights, and our right to make decisions about our own lives and about our children's lives. Mm. And the horror was that I saw that people were obeying, and that's exactly what the they Germans wanted. did. Yep. Obedience is what essentially is tyrants their power. their power. Exactly. Without people's obedience, they have no power. Exactly. We are the many. If they are the few. Resisted, they couldn't have gotten away with it. And when you obey, when you give that kind of power to, you know, a ruler, they're never satiated. They keep eliminating more and more of your rights until finally it's really mass murder and genocide. That's what makes it possible. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, the other hand, I mean, oh, sorry, sorry yeah. go ahead. Well, what I'm going to say also is that, after all, I I was a child then, and later on, I wanted to know more, to understand the Holocaust, to understand how it could have happened. How could people, and by now, there are books that estimate that one million, one million people participated in the slaughter, in the various um, discriminatory... Uh, edicts. Mm. This was not just a, a few bad apples, a few monsters. No. The entire society was, was infected you know, with and, this and disease. Things that, as many people realized, they were shocked because before Hitler, these were decent people. Germany was the highest, most established, most civilized uh, country, society, you know, in the world. American doctors would go to Germany for postdoctoral uh, education because they were far advanced. So how is it that an advanced society can become murderous butchers? So well. corrupted. And I mean, now we're seeing more escalated tensions of everywhere. Possibly- Heading into another World War situation, you have Germany sending tanks to Ukraine, uh, violating their agreements with Russia. What do you think when you see these actual physical... Well, you already know. If you want to watch more of that, you're going to slaughter with some guitar podcast.com. And, uh, and other than that, we're going to keep it moving around. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Just to keep it pushing and shit. But um, vaccinated MSNBC hosts... You know what I'm saying? Uh, she uh, got fucked up. 
vaccinated female NBC host hospitalized for 10 days with myocarditis. And guess what she thinks it's from? The common cold. She thinks it's from the common cold. Wow. A uh, 44-year-old vaccinated female MSNBC host was hospitalized for nearly 10 days from heart inflammation, blaming her sudden rare illness on the common cold. MSNBC weekend host Yasmin Voss, whatever the fuck her last name, uh, explained to viewers on Saturday that she'd been absent from the air, uh, airwaves in recent weeks because she was hospitalized for over a week due to heart inflammation. I've been dealing with a little bit of a health scare on December 20th. I began feeling chest pains, and that's and they waxed and waned over the period of 10 days. She said, I was quite sure uh, what I wasn't quite sure what to make of it. Let's check out her story. Yeah, man. I mean, all these people coming down with shit, and y'all niggas think it's a coincidence. That is the hilariousness of this whole thing. It's like, bro. All right, welcome back, everybody. I know from my Twitter feed uh, that many of you have wondered why I have been off the air for a little while. Well, I have been dealing with a little bit of a health scare. On December 20th, I began to feel chest pains, and they waxed and waned over a period of 10 days. I wasn't quite sure uh, what to make of it, but as they continued to get worse, I started to think something was actually wrong. Um, It was December 30th when I finally went to an urgent care and was told I had reflux. I didn't really buy it, but I was relieved it wasn't my heart. Uh, My body, though, was pretty certain uh, not to believe uh, the reflux. The next day, on December 30th, I woke up with severe pains both in my chest and in my left shoulder, and it was like a tightening in my chest when I took deep breaths. That got worse when I was laying flat. I knew enough at that moment to understand that it could mean, could is the key word here, that I was having a heart attack, especially because it was happening in the left part of my shoulder. I want to remind you, I run seven miles three to four times a week, or I did. Um, I do yoga. I don't eat meat. I don't smoke. I drink occasionally. The fuck right that now, mean? My you don't me eat I meat can. and you don't smoke. That's, Aside from that's probably why you're about to die. I'm sleep and working too much. I'm a pretty healthy person. But on that day, I was anything but. My husband drove me to the emergency room, and from there, the nightmare that has been my January began. I was diagnosed with pericarditis, inflammation of the lining of my heart. Pericarditis. A virus, a literal common cold. Oh, a common cold. I also cold. had fluid in my heart that had to Since be drained when? or else it could hinder the beating of my heart. I was hospitalized for four nights and transferred from a local hospital to NYU Langone here in New York City. On January 4th, I was finally discharged after doctors drained the fluid around my heart and I bounced out of the hospital. I couldn't get out of there fast enough with the hopes I was on the mend. But that was not the end. Two weeks later, I was readmitted when I felt a flutter in my heart, like a butterfly. It was inside my chest. They determined I had developed myocarditis, inflammation of the actual heart now, the heart muscle. I remember being shepherded through the emergency room and wondering, is this it? It wasn't, thank God. Instead, I spent five more days in the hospital where they ran a battery of tests, adjusted my meds, and made sure nothing else was fueling what was happening. And in fact, in the end, it was still just the cold that was doing all of this that had caused just all a this cold. inflammation in this and bitch. around my Expect heart. Since believe then, that shit. this thing has continued to wax and wane. And the hope is I'm on the mend and on the other side now, but we'll be on medication for some time to come. It's not the most fun, but alas, I am getting older and I need to admit that 
one man who has helped me through all of it and shepherded me through my ups and downs and my emotions and my families as well is my cardiologist, Dr. Greg Katz. And he joins me now um, because supposedly uh, this happens and it seems to be happening a lot these days. Yeah. It's great to see you outside the hospital, by the way. So nice to not have an EKG in front of me to be nervous about how it's going to exactly. look. Exactly. And me not crying in front of you. Exactly. <laughs> What happened? Well, I mean, so she got myocarditis and expect you guys to believe it was a common cold. I have had the common cold numerous, numerous, numerous times, and I never came out with myocarditis. I mean, but hey, who am I? I could just be some whack job that's claiming to never have myocarditis, you know, and uh, sit here on 324 episodes telling you I never had myocarditis and uh, never, you know, going through the bullshit of myocarditis. But, you know, you can believe what you want and be back on the other side. I'm going to you motherfucker switch. We're coming back with more. Matter of fact, what's our next article? Hmm. Is it COVID related? I believe so. I believe it is COVID related. Uh, let's see. Is it COVID related? My balls and nutsack exploded. Yep. So it's going to be COVID related. Be back on the side. No more, you motherfucking switch. Yes, your boy. Y'all want to know what a real anti-vaxxer is? It's not someone who doesn't take the shot or does take the shot or keeps up with all the shots. This is the definition of an anti-vaxxer. Calling people anti-vaxxers, some of whom were vaccinated, has had an impact at all on vaccine take-up in parts of the territory? No. And I'll repeat it. If you are anti-mandate, you are absolutely anti-vax. I don't care what your personal vaccination status is. If you support, champion, give a green light, give comfort to, support anybody who argues against the vaccine, you are an anti-vaxxer. Absolutely. Your personal vaccination status is utterly irrelevant. If you campaign against the mandate, if you campaign against people being vaccinated in vulnerable settings, teachers in classrooms, I'll be really clear, at that point in time, people were actually supporting the idea of a teacher being unvaccinated in a remote community classroom with kids who cannot be vaccinated. I reject that. I still reject it. And if you are out there in any way, shape or form campaigning against this mandate, you are absolutely anti-vax. If you say pro-persuasion, stuff it, shove it. We are absolutely going to make sure as many territories as possible are vaccinated. That is our best protection against this thing. And if you look at the Doty modeling that's only come out since, that says if you double dose 80 in remote communities, five and up, I think you'll see our vaccine mandate is absolutely crucial to protecting lives, particularly Aboriginal lives. And I will never back away from supporting vaccines. And anyone out there who comes for the mandate, you are anti-vax. You see? <clears throat> Has nothing to do with your vaccinated status. You'll get it one day. So we back. It's just crazy and shit. More COVID theater. More COVID theater. Uh, only a little bit though. Only a little bit. Um, my balls and nutsack exploded. NCAA basketball player hospitalized after strange medical episode similar to Nicki Minaj's vaccine injury claims. Hmm. 
Now, before I get into this, right, the day I found this story, right, I had told a couple of my homies and we was all blown away by the shit. But why the following day did one of my homies tell me his balls was basically the size of fucking grapefruits and shit? Basically, pretty much saying the same thing this young man is about to say. And we're going to get into that now. NCAA player filmed from his hospital bed uh, Thursday complaining his testicles and scrotum had become extremely swollen. Clemson Tigers guard uh, Brevin Galloway, 25, attempted to make light of the situation in a social media post, explaining he worked out, then took a nap before waking up to a bizarre medical episode. Let's check it out. Uh, okay, so just we're still going to check it out. Just, just give me one second. So this morning I went to lift. I came back, I took a nap, I woke up from my nap, my balls and my nutsack were exploded. <laughs> now, I go to the doctor, I have surgery three hours later, my balls are reduced to the normal size. I don't know what happened to my balls. I guess they were trying to be like basketballs. But we made it. Now I'm going to be spoiled for the next 48 hours. And I will be back in a use form shortly. Go Tigers. I love Clemson. <laughs> well, his, his balls exploded, y'all. Yeah, man, you heard it straight from the horse's mouth. His balls blew the fuck up. But remember, this is not the first time we heard about incidents like these. What was the other incident we heard about? Remember Nicki Minaj? My cousin in Trinidad won't get the vaccine because his friend got it and became impotent. His testicles became swollen. His friend was weeks away from getting married. Now the girl called off the wedding. So just pray on it and make sure you're comfortable with your decision and not bullied. Yeah, Y'all remember that? Y'all remember that? At the time, Nicki Minaj was describing how she didn't want to uh, take the jab to attend the Met Gala due to the rumored vaccine horror stories. Uh, they want you to get vaccinated for the Met. If I get vaccinated, it won't be for the Met. It'll be once I feel I've done enough research. I'm working on that now. In the meantime, my loved ones, my loves, be safe. Wear a mask with your two strings that grasp your head and face, not that loose one. <laughs> so she endorsed mass after that remember she came out after that was like if i don't say anything nobody will say anything and blah 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 blah. remember that shit yeah man so you know and uh, a couple shows back we had how air traffic uh controllers and pilots were less uh the skies were less safe because of the vaccine injured uh pilots and shit you know what i'm saying and don't nobody want to talk about that. I think that's extremely interesting and shit that don't nobody want to discuss that. But, you know, um, it's happening. You know, the elites want unvaccinated pilots. Why is that when they're telling you that the world has to be vaccinated? You know, um, it's very entertaining, to say the least. Uh, 
side article that you can Google right now from the New York Post. Man's swollen testicles filled with dancing worms. Yes, man's swollen testicles filled with dancing worms. I mean, we watched the video. Me and my homie was trying to debate whether he was breakdancing or doing like fucking punk rock. Where them niggas just be throwing their head all over the place. We ain't know what that fucking worm was doing. And it was more than one in his nutsack. So, very interesting shit. Very, very, very interesting shit. Um, and other news and shit. Immense cyber attack for the New World Order coming in hot. It's my man Greg Reese. You already know not to move your switch. This is going to be a good one. Let's do it. <laughs> Yeah. In 2020, Klaus Schwab of the World Economic Forum warned of an impending cyber attack that will take down all of society. We all know, but still pay insufficient attention to the frightening scenario of a comprehensive cyber attack, which would bring to a complete halt to the power supply, transportation, hospital services, our society as a whole. In 2022, Joe Biden stated that sending tanks to Ukraine is called World War III. The idea, the idea that we're going to send in offensive equipment and have planes and tanks and trains uh, going in with American pilots and American crews, just understand don't kid yourself, no matter what you all say. That's called World War III. Earlier this month, managing director of the World Economic Forum, Jeremy Jurgens, says that a catastrophic cyber event will likely occur in the next two years. The most striking finding that we found is that 93% of cyber leaders and 86% of cyber business leaders believe that the geopolitical instability makes a catastrophic cyber event likely in the next two years. This far exceeds anything that we've seen in previous surveys. This week, a German foreign minister casually stated that they are at war with Russia. And therefore, I've said already in the last days, yes, we have to do more to defend Ukraine. Yes, we have to do more also on tanks. But the most important and the crucial part is that we do it together and that we do not do the blame game in Europe because we are fighting a war against Russia and not against each other. Thank you. President Joe Biden responds by sending 31 M1 Abrams tanks to Ukraine. But today, today I'm announcing that the United States will be sending 31 Abram tanks to Ukraine. And now, all of the media is warning of nuclear war or a Russian cyber attack. That'll be the first time they actually discuss it in Congress. When we are hit with a massive cyber attack from Russia in response. If you are not suspicious by now, then you are not paying attention. Our government is not at war with Russia. They are at war with the American people. And in order to build back better, they need their cyber attack. Now they have a cover story. And the media 
is sticking their finger into the PTSD wounds of all Americans so that we do nothing but sit at home in fear and wait for the end. Reporting for InfoWars, this is Greg Reese. And don't just sit at home twiddling your thumbs waiting for the end, folks. You know what I'm saying? Be a productive part of what the fuck is going on so we can stop this shit. You know what I'm saying? There's nothing like saying no to the people that want to destroy you. You understand what I'm saying? Like, we have to be vigilant. We have to be, you know, we have to stand by what the fuck is going on. We have to understand that this is not a game. We have to know that we're on the right side of history and shit. Because if we continue to sit here and let these people do what they've been doing, which is fuck us over, then we're going to be the ones fucked over later on, not them. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, they will be fucked over as well, but, you know, they will have more in the end than we will. So we're little ants. Right now, we all storing shit for the winter. It is the winter. You know what I'm saying? Who knows how long the winter is going to last? You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't mean the actual winter. I mean, the actual struggle. They are literally blowing up uh, food processing plants. They're killing all the fucking animals. They talk about us for, to save the fucking planet. Green New Deal. Blah, 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 blah. All this bullshit. And, you know, a lot of us, we are really nothing the wiser. We aren't really taking this shit seriously at all. We are not really we're not truly understanding the ramifications of our actions of just standing by and watching this shit happen you know just standing by and watching this shit happen is going to be our doom it's not going to help us in any way shape or form it's going to be our detriment you know and that's going to be a terrible horrible for you and for me uh, in other news, scientists struggle to understand why, if there's so much climate change, why Antarctica hasn't warmed for over 70 years, despite the rise in CO2. I mean, the CO2 is causing climate change. It's getting, is global warming. Remember, global warming, everybody. Oh, God. Oh, run for the hills. Oh. Remember that? Global warming, all that bullshit. Well, turns out it's bullshit. Why do you say that, Mr. Pete? Well, because scientists are struggling to understand why the Antarctica hasn't warmed for over 70 years despite the rise in CO2. Mm-mm-mm. So every time they say the polar ice caps are melting, as soon as winter comes, the polar ice caps are back. And then the next year, the polar ice caps are melting. How long are they going to melt? You know what I'm saying? Like, what in the actual hell are y'all talking about? Scientists are scrambling to explain why the continent of Antarctica has shown net zero warming for the last several decades and almost certainly much longer. The lack of warming over the uh, significant portion of the Earth determines the unproven hypothesis that the carbon dioxide humans add to the atmosphere is the main determinant of global climate, which is bullshit. Under settled science requirements, the significant debate over the convenience uh, uh, Antarctica data is of necessarily necessity being conducted uh, well away from prying eyes in the mainstream media, promoting net zero political agenda. The Guardian recently topped up 
readers alarm levels with the no, uh, notion that unimaginable amounts of water will flow into the oceans if temperatures in the region rise and ice uh, buffers vanish. The BBC activist and Chief Justin Rowlett uh, flew over parts of the region and witnessed an epic vision of shattered ice. He described Antarctica as the front line of climate change in 2021. The South Pole had its coldest six months uh, winter since recording began in 1957. In fact, largely ignored by the mainstream media, one of bad weather promoter Reuters subsequently fact checked. Uh, commentary on the event and the social media it noted that a six-month period is not long enough to validate a climate trend is it not a recent paper from two climate scientists sang in povia povani uh accepts that the antarctic has not been warmed in the last several decades despite the increase in the atmosphere, greenhouse gases, it is noted that the two polar regions presents a conundrum for understanding present climate data, uh, present day climate change as recent warming differs uh, markedly between Arctic and Antarctic. The graph below shows the average Antarctic uh, Antarctica surface temperature from 18 from 1984 to 2014 compared to a base period of 1950 to 1980 so it's still cold <laughs> it's still cold on the arctic and shit you know what i'm saying like literally it's 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 still cold. You know. Um very interesting shit. Uh so for to give myself a break from reading and shit for a little bit. Uh Gutfeld. This twisted plan is going to leave a bad taste in your mouth. And uh I'm pretty sure you know what it is. Bugs. They want you to eat bugs. Let's do it. That's right, it's me, Tom Shalhoub. Greg's out getting his unibrow tweezed. Trust me, it takes a while. So, there was a time when the phrase, you deserve a break today, made hungry people dream of two old beef patties, special sauce, lettuce, cheese, pickles, onions on a sesame seed bun. But in light of recent news from the European Union, it looks like those days are over with a vengeance. In fact, if these globalists have their way, the phrase, you deserve a break today, will soon make hungry people think of this. That's right. Now, when there are crickets at Jamie's show, they'll be served with an actual side of crickets. <laughs> yeah, the European Union has just given the green light for two more species of insect to be used as food for humans. I know what you're thinking. Someone pinched me. But it's true. As of Tuesday, a powdered form of the house cricket will be given the green light for human consumption within the European Union. House cricket. But hold on. Don't start licking your chops yet. Also approved for human consumption is the larval form of the mealworm. It's got meal right there in the name. Dude. 
The Netherlands program is pitching the worms as an alternative form of nutrition for school children. Of course, this diabolical plan should come as a surprise to no one. For years now, global elites have been aiming to move Western populations away from eating meat. I mean, why eat something that's delicious, packed with nutrients, totally satisfying, when you could eat something that Mikey from those cereal commercials wouldn't even touch? Mm. <laughs> that's a boomer reference, isn't it? Okay. Earlier this month, the topic was once again front and center at the World Economic Forum's annual conference in Davos, or as the rest of us call it, the casting call for future Bond villains. <laughs> we caught up with WEF Chairman Klaus Schwab to see what he thinks of this idea. Yeah, I love this idea of eating the bugs. It's a wonderful idea. We had so many wonderful ideas we discussed at the recent meeting of the World Economic Forum. Uh, for instance, the chip in the head. I love the chip in the head. Uh, you could do so many convenient things with the chip in the head. Uh, shopping, for instance. <laughs> the and, uh, chip in the head. bill you through the chip. And uh, if you are late with a payment, uh, we can send you a reminder. Uh, send you an electronic pulse. Uh, just a warm sensation, nothing serious. Uh, this is the same feeling you would get if you heated up a fork over an open flame and stabbed yourself in the temple with it. So it's a convenient reminder. Wow. <laughs> wow. Not a convenient reminder. Okay, back to the bugs. The WEF report calls for a transition to net zero nature positive food all in the name of fighting food insecurity. You know what makes me insecure? Having to eat something I normally crush with my heel. <laughs> so the folks in Davos want you eating bugs. Why? You think it's about nutrition? No, it's about control. They're trying to see how far they can go. And look at us. We already put on masks and stood in those lines with stupid arrows painted six feet apart on the floor. You know how easy it is to get these kids to eat a bug? They're trying to shut down independent farms in the name of global warming. But again, it's about controlling the food supply. Let's just take a moment to imagine a world that's consistent with their joyless agenda, shall we? Instead of rolling green hills and pastures as far as the eye can see, instead we'll have solar panel farms that eke out just enough power to leave you and your EV stranded on the outskirts of town. Mm -hmm. But don't worry, you can still take the bullet train to Greta Thunberg's next speech. <laughs> But at least you'll be able to take comfort in the fact that you're helping the planet. But would you really be helping? Pretty soon, the starving masses would reach their inevitable breaking point, pull up roots in order to move within striking distance of a shake shack. You better get out of their way, or you'll need a private jet to get someplace safe, which is exactly the point. And it's also why now is the perfect time to make it clear this whole twisted plan is only capable of one thing, leaving a bad taste in your mouth. <laughs> Absolutely. She's got so much energy, Greta Thunberg tries to protest her. Outnumbered co-host Emily Campagno. He's our absolute favorite. Wait a minute. What? All right, not my favorite. You know what I'm saying? We're just going to cut that right there because we got so much further to go. You know what I'm saying? Uh, as much as I would love to listen to that bullshit, I, I just can't right now. I got a lot going on. 
Um, so to keep the motherfucking party going, y'all know how we like to keep the party going. FBI, guess what they did? They searched Joe Biden's house. But was it televised? Did everybody know about it? Did y'all know they ran up in Joe Biden's house because of the classified documents they keep finding everywhere? No, you didn't know? That's because they don't want you to know. How do I know, though? I found it in alternative media. Is it true? Absolutely it's true. Why? Because the FBI did a press conference about it. Did you? Didn't you know? You didn't? Oh, okay. Well... FBI searches President Biden luxury beach home for classified documents. Hmm. The FBI on Wednesday expanded its search for classified documents at President Joe Biden luxury beach house in Rehoboth Beach, uh, Delaware. The search comes after classified documents were recently discovered at the Biden's Wilmington house in private office in Washington, D.C. And the Joe Biden Center and motherfucking Penn Medical Center here in Philadelphia and shit. Medical sources familiar with the search told uh, NBC News that no warrants was involved and it was consensual but you didn't ask Trump for the consensual sex did you Ty Biden spokesman uh, Ian Sams refuses to say if Biden might have any additional classified documents hidden away in other locations I can say confidently whether you believe there are any classified documents there are none staff today well look I Look, the Justice Department is engaged in an ongoing investigation, an ongoing investigation, I should add, that the president has been fully cooperative in, offering unprecedented access to his home in Wilmington, to his home, every single room of his home in Rehoboth, as well as the one in Wilmington, uh, and, and giving them access to the information they need. He's moving quickly to get them the information that they need. I'm going to be really careful not to characterize what the Justice Department is doing in their investigation, probably more appropriate for a question like that to be asked of the Justice Department, so I would point you to them. Man, so it is happening. How come it wasn't all over the news? The president, from the very beginning, of having total cooperation with the Justice Department as it goes through this ongoing investigation, it's been fully cooperative. And he's directed his team to be fully cooperative. But we've been fully cooperative. The president's been fully cooperative. And say, you know, that, that we have cooperated fully as the president's cooperating with this investigation. So, ongoing investigation, I should add, that the president has been fully cooperative in uh, uh, with the Justice Department, that you're fully cooperating with. But, you know, we're being fully cooperative. You know, we've been uh, cooperative with the Justice Department, ensuring that we're going to continue to be cooperative with the Justice Department his personal attorney and DOJ and establishing the search. We're cooperating fully with so the, the Justice Department. We're cooperating fully with the Justice Department. And as they move forward with this investigation, the president, his attorneys, the White House certainly are going to be fully cooperative with, with that. We're following their lead to ensure that they have what they need in order to conduct a thorough review. That nigga said fully cooperative at least 2,500 times and shit. But hey, man, you know, you know, it's all good. You know, y'all know what the fuck y'all getting into. You know what I'm saying? Y'all know what y'all like. You know, y'all know what it's hitting for. You feel me? They were fully cooperative, you know. Check. You know what I'm saying? Check. Uh, Tucker Carlson. This is a a matter of national survival. Hmm. And welcome to Tucker Carlson tonight. Last spring in March at a press conference in Brussels, Joe Biden explained that the sanctions he was imposing against Russia, while morally necessary, were also going to cause food shortages around the world, including here in the United States. It's going to be real, he said. 
Now, Biden said this in a very odd way. There was no hint or panic, emotions you'd expect from a leader predicting the deaths <coughs> of human beings from starvation. None of that. Instead, there was pure nonchalant casualness. Biden could have been describing the weather or a trip to the dry cleaners. It's going to be real. Then, Biden continued, recounting a conversation he'd had with European allies, he told us all about it. When he met with the group, Biden said, they spoke about, quote, how we could increase and disseminate more rapidly food shortages. That's what Joe Biden said, verbatim. It's on tape. So here you have the president of the United States pledging to increase food shortages at a press conference. Now, that seemed like a newsworthy event, but not a single news organization in this country covered it. Happened, exactly. Nor did the White House correct it. Exactly. But others were watching, so within days, that clip wound up on social media, and Facebook flagged it immediately as, quote, false news. Misinformation. Now, strictly speaking, that's untrue. There's nothing false about the video. It was entirely real. No one can test that. But apparently, Facebook users were supposed to understand that Joe Biden is senile, and therefore he's not accountable for his own words. Taking Joe Biden literally qualifies as, quote, misinformation. Now, we'll leave that whole episode for you to assess. We can't know what Joe Biden was thinking, if anything, when he uttered those words in Brussels. Okay. We can only tell you what happened afterward. What happened? Strange disasters began to beset food processors all over the United States. In April, the next month, the headquarters of one of this country's largest organic food distributors was destroyed in a fire, cause unknown. The next month, in a single week, actually, two separate private plane crashes took out two separate food processing centers. Mm. One plane hit a General Mills plant in Georgia. The other plane hit a food plant in Idaho. By the way, back in February, a boiler explosion obliterated a potato processing plant in Oregon, and so on. So even people who aren't given to <coughs> connecting the dots, who don't think of themselves as conspiracists, begin to your boy. something here. But no one could tell. The Biden administration had no answers and no way to get to the answers because they had no data. And that's interesting because the Biden administration tracks a lot of things, the things that it cares about, the race and ethnicity and sex life, for example, of every person in America. Do we have enough trans-Pacific Islanders playing woodwinds in major symphonies? How about gay Southeast Asians and long-haul trucking? These are the questions that concern the bean counters in the Biden administration. And yet at the same time, that same administration keeps no real records about the infrastructure of our food supply. Apparently that has never occurred to them. So honestly, we can't really know one way or the other because we don't have a baseline whether something strange is going on with food suppliers. But some days you do wonder. On Saturday, an enormous commercial egg farm in <coughs> Connecticut burned to the ground for no obvious reason. Huge fire. At least 20 fire departments responded, fought the blaze for over eight hours. More than 100,000 chickens died. Now, that's a sad story, but what's interesting is that most media companies did not consider it a story at all. Weird, Wonder considering why. egg prices have become an actual problem for most Americans. Egg prices are up more than 100% in many places. Hmm. And yet, at that exact moment, when eggs are a concern, 100,000 chickens die in a freak fire, and the New York Times, which is right next door in a neighboring state, does not even cover the fire? Nope. What is that? Don't worry! Things like this have nothing to do with egg prices, say the media. It's just avian flu. Watch. 
Egg consumption has grown over the years as many people are eating them as their main protein source. But the production has slumped because of the ongoing bird or avian flu epidemic. Over the last year, the USDA says nearly 58 million birds have been infected in the U.S., making it the deadliest outbreak in U.S. history. Unfortunately, the infected birds have to be killed, causing the egg supplies to fall and prices to surge. In some cases, stores are running out and limiting the amount people can buy. We bought eggs earlier this week here at Fry's and Levine. Uh, we paid $8.99 for a dozen eggs. So if you ask the Agriculture Department, for example, or anyone in the Biden administration, to the extent they're paying attention, which is not much, they'll tell you that egg prices are high because avian flu, and that's a completely natural virus just like COVID. The price of nothing to do with chicken farms <coughs> burning down. Again, not that anyone in the government tracks that kind of thing. Why would they? Because nothing like that could ever happen. Settle down, QAnon! And a lot of people, uh. in the national news media, people who could not identify a chicken if it didn't come with dipping sauce, are satisfied with that explanation. But we noticed that some farmers who deal with chickens every day are not convinced. Some of them, some chicken farmers have noticed something odd. Their chickens aren't laying eggs or as many eggs. And these chickens don't appear sick with avian food. They're not dying. They're still alive. They're just not producing eggs. Now, healthy hens lay eggs on a regular basis every 24 to 26 hours. But suddenly, chicken owners all over the country, not all of them, but a lot of them, are reporting they're not getting any eggs or as many. So what's causing that? Clearly, something's causing that. Some have concluded their chicken feed may be responsible. Watch. Is the commercial feed the reason so many people's chickens have not been laying at all? This is a question that I am asking myself and I have seen all over TikTok, Facebook, everywhere. I'm talking about chickens, tons of people who are having no eggs for six, seven months. Like this is not normal. I have at least 60 hens that should be laying. I have a flock of roughly a hundred and I was getting two to three eggs in the summer all summer long. I genuinely think it's the feed, especially after seeing so many people have the same problem, switching to a local feed and it fixing itself. Really quick. So why did we just put that clip on TV? Because that chicken owner speaks for all chicken owners. Mm -hmm. She's the world's greatest expert on avian questions. Probably not. But because the people who should be keeping track of what's going on are clearly not keeping track of what's going on because they just don't care. And so instead of going to the usual sources at the Ag Department or calling the White House press office, we decided to listen to people who actually have chickens. And that one, for example, the lady you just saw says she checked, switched her chicken feed and it solved her problem. And it solved the problem. And laying eggs once again immediately. Now, the specific brand of feed referenced in that video is called Producer's Pride. It's made by Purina. Most chicken feed brands are made by Purina. Purina also makes Producer's Pride as the cattle feed recently subject to a recall after regulators think <coughs> the product was a series of unexplained cattle deaths. Mm. It was removed from shells. Just so happened. There was a good chance you shouldn't be feeding it to livestock. Could that be happening again? Yes, it could. Now, we don't know, but we should tell you, because again, no one else seems to be keeping track of this, that it's not just producer's pride that some chicken owners are worried about. Some have concerns about several other chicken feed brands made by Purina. Purina. So we reached out to the company today, because again, we're agnostic on this, but we figured... We would do a little poking. And they said they've looked into it, too, and their feed is not the problem. And that may absolutely be true. We don't know. What we did notice, though, was that that explanation was more than enough for most media companies, trained as they are to accept corporate press releases as the final word on any given topic. 
Well, they said it's not a problem, so it's not a problem. We don't think that's the last word. We can't tell you for certain either way. But we do know, and here's really the point, that America's food supply is one of those topics it's worth being a little paranoid about. Mm -hmm. This is not a matter of how many Trans-Pacific Islander oboists we've got. This is a matter of national survival, of food, the question on which empires rise and fall. And in the specific case, eggs, poultry, and chicken, avian products, are major major sources of protein in the diets of most Americans. And you need protein to live. If you don't have enough, you get protein deficiency, and that can stunt the growth in children. So a question like this, whatever its cause, could easily flower into an actual public health crisis. And of course, it's also potentially a national security problem. <sighs> there are so few eggs right now at such high cost that smugglers are trafficking eggs across our border. Watch this. Wow. Here at the busy San Ysidro border crossing in California, word traveling fast about a new good being smuggled into the U.S. U.S. Customs and Border Protection has reported an 108% increase in seized egg products and poultry that people have tried to smuggle through U.S. ports of entry in just the last two months. And if it's not a market so for it, why would they be smuggling the it? Food supply? Yes, we are. And we're proud of it. And our leaders should be even more paranoid always <sighs> about our food supply. Absolutely. Food, energy, water. Equals Those life. Three things that matter. The rest of it is noise. And, of course, as always, they're ignoring what really matters. You mean? <laughs> I mean, dog. Shit is crazy. <clears throat> I'm, you mean? It's like, I don't even know what, like, it's crazy. <clears throat> so, and your man Joe Biden's economy and shit, they smuggling not only drugs and fentanyl, but eggs across the fucking border and people. <clears throat> Meanwhile, did you know Russia is recruiting Americans as the United States is destroying itself from within? Mm -hmm. Exclusive report from my man Greg Rigides. You know what I'm saying? We're about to check it out. Let's do it. Yeah. The destruction of America from within has been going on for over 200 years. Seven years after the American Revolution, the Paris Peace Treaty of 1783 established the King of England as the Prince Elector of the United States, and America continued paying debts to the crown. During the War of 1812, the British torched the White House. The Act of 1871 created a separate corporate government for the District of Columbia, allowing it to operate with its own laws outside of the U.S. Constitution, creating the Corporation of the United States and a new city-state for the Old World Order, with its financial capital in the city of London, its religious capital in Vatican City, and its military capital in the District of Columbia. These city-states have their own sovereignty. In 1913, the Federal Reserve Act gave full control of America's wealth to a private corporation beholden to the city of London. Mm. During the Nuremberg trials, only 19 were found guilty, while hundreds of Nazi war criminals were given jobs in the United States military-industrial complex. If you were to search online for just about any Middle Eastern country in the 1950s, you will see what the region looked like before British Petroleum, the CIA, and the Mossad turned it into a hellhole of radical Islamic rule. 
Placing psychotic puppets in power, the old world order then used it as a catalyst for the war against terror, which was then used to destabilize the region and create the catalyst for mass migration into Europe and America. Many Americans refuse to recognize the endless crimes against humanity being committed by our own government. And so, by default, they blindly support it. Even when the American government is caught funding bioweapons labs around the Russian border, many Americans turn a blind eye. And so now the majority of the world stands with Russia and see America as the main threat against humanity. A new video produced by Russia's Wagner private military is now recruiting Americans to join them in their fight against the United States, pointing out how the United States has become a force of evil and is no longer what our forefathers intended it to be. You were a hero to your country, giving your best years in the army. You dreamed of defeating evil. You dreamed of doing much to make America great again. <sighs> But in reality, you saw criminal others, the destruction of nations, the death of civilians, and all for the will of a bunch of families who thought they were earthly gods, deciding who would live under the robe and who would be destroyed. Chaos. Fucking riots. You begin to realize that this is the side of evil. This is not the America the founding fathers dreamed of. It has become the focus of the evil that is destroying the whole world. And today, the only country fighting this evil is Russia. If you're a true patriot of the very future great America, join the ranks of the warriors of Russia. Help defeat evil, or it will be too late for everyone. Mm. If Americans were as righteous as we think we are, then we would not stand for such a corrupt government, At wreaking all. havoc on the rest of the world in our name. Instead, most of us are content fighting each other and turning a blind eye. Reporting for InfoWars, this is Greg Reese. Yeah, man, always uh, proper reports coming from Greg and shit. <clears throat> so now, for my man Andrew Tate and shit, you know what I'm saying? There's something strange about this, man. They're locking my man up. They ain't got no fucking evidence, but they keeping him locked up on trumped up charges and shit. Crazy. Let's do it. Apologies for watching. Yeah. The Tate brothers remain incarcerated <clears throat> until at least the end of February. Prosecutors say they offered young women fake promises of relationships and forced them to produce pornographic content. And all this evidence is explicitly detailed in the charges, presumably, right? And it'll soon be on display for all the world to see at the trial. Well, no, because a month after their arrest, and nine months after the official investigation into all this began, there is no trial and there are no charges. Yet the Tates continue to be locked inside a 
a cage on the premise of social media posts, accusations, and hearsay alone. Is anyone else starting to think there's something seriously wrong here? Ask the police what evidence there is against me. They have nothing. Ask the police what evidence there is against me. The matrix is trying to frame me, but God knows the truth. There's no evidence in my file because I've done nothing wrong. What kind of backward shithole country can legally <clears throat> hold someone without charge? For months on end, how is it justifiable in any That's way what they try and do here. for that amount of time based on allegations alone? I thought Romania was no longer a communist country. Doesn't seem like it. I've even read that they could imprison them for years without charge. That's just a straight-up totalitarian abomination. Even the judge who just approved the extension to their detention admitted prosecutors had not fully clarified the facts of the case. Yet they continue to be locked up without charge. Their assets have been frozen, their property has been seized, despite the fact that a multitude of questions about their treatment and about the actions and behaviour of the Romanian authorities abound. Why are some of the supposed victims included by the prosecution openly announcing that they're not victims and that they support the tapes? And even when they personally try to remove themselves from the case file, they're denied the right to do so. I'm making a public request for the court to remove me as a victim from the case file. Neither me nor Beatrice are victims in this case. Ever since I found out that we are set as victims in the files, I've been telling the court to remove me, but they choose to ignore it and refuses to do so. There are no victims in this case, and I am not a victim. <laughs> We have been given three statements so far, clearly saying we are not victims, but our statements keep getting thrown away. Tate's ex-girlfriend also addressed this issue. The very same two girls came forward repeatedly saying that they're no victims, and they even said that to a prosecutor. The prosecutor is just now adding people to the victim list because they're desperate. They don't even have enough evidence to bring it towards in the trial. They're holding him to look for the evidence, and they're using fake people as victims. They have absolutely no evidence. There are no victims. Therefore, there's absolutely zero crime. Other women, including this Ukrainian yeah, refugee, mm. have also publicly defended the tapes. They are the kindest and smartest guys that I have ever met. And I know them not for one month. I know them almost for three years. These guys are not capable of such nonsense, what police says and news say. I'm Ukrainian refugee. It was Tristan who helped not only me, also my mom and my grandma. On the border of Ukraine, he gave a lot of warm clothes, coats for children, boots, food, everything. Andrew and Tristan, they helped financially a lot. And now you say that they are human traffickers. This woman kept being banned by mm. TikTok and Instagram for showing her support for Andrew Tate. I've just had such a positive experience. I have absolutely nothing negative to say. So to see what's happening right now, it makes me extremely, extremely upset. As for the accusations of forcibly imprisoning women, is this proof of the Tate's imprisoning women? I know not everyone has flights back yet. You've all got Georgiana's number in your, it's in the group, or me directly. Any flight you need home, any day, any time, tell me or message Georgiana. I'll book the flight. I'll get you guys a little boat to take you to the shore and a taxi to take you to the airport and everything. So I don't know when everyone's leaving. Just tell me when. Do these women look like they're being forcibly imprisoned? <laughs>
have to say, the way them bitches shaking their ass, they don't look for, they don't look in prison to me. Police also have all the surveillance footage from the Tate House. So if it shows them imprisoning women against their will, why hasn't it been added to the case file? Has the footage from the indoor surveillance cameras been added to the case file? No. We specified the fact that those surveillance cameras have been in the police custody for more than nine months and the respective images have not been submitted in the case file, although they could have built a very good element in the outlining of the defense because it could easily have been observed that at no time was any of the persons in question prevented from leaving the respective house or compelled to do anything against their will. We now learn that prosecutors are seeking Unlike governments in the vaccine. Yeah, gene therapy, the I'm sorry. The evidence on human trafficking <clears throat> just doesn't stack up. And what of Andrew Tate's health and him alleging mistreatment in prison? Andrew Tate looks somewhat alarmingly different from what he did a month ago. And his lawyer confirmed that he's struggling. And Andrew, are all started this in a and who's this strange individual in a burqa? Described by the media as the most radicalized woman in Romania, who was brought in to help the prosecution go through the Tate's computers. Who on earth is it? Let's pause there for a word from the sponsor of this video. I'm not normally in. You approach them on social media. I read this whole thing waiting for some big gotcha moment. And the sum of it is Andrew Tate, three years ago, texted a 16-year-old girl on Instagram. Here's that bombshell text. The entire article is about that text message <sighs> received by the daughter of a prominent Romanian politician. Is it morally questionable, seedy, untoward for a man in his 30s to be texting a 16-year-old girl? Yeah, without a doubt. But is it a criminal offence? No. Are these messages connected to the case against the Tates? No. It's just some random girl the BBC found who didn't even respond to the text message. That's what the entire article's about. We published today on the BBC, on BBC, a article um, alleging that Andrew and Tristan Tate were contacting teenagers. Did they respond in any way to that article? Or do you have a comment? Is that a crime? Well, it's not a crime. I'm not defending the Tates from a moral standpoint. I disagree entirely with their messaging, which glorifies promiscuous sex. But if the evidence against the Tates is so damning, why is the media forced to resort to hit pieces based on such flimsy allegations of wrongdoing? The exactly. media also constantly invokes this lover boy technique as one of the big crimes that they committed. Promising a woman a relationship, a job, a career, and then not delivering on that promise. Wait, what? So lying to a woman is now a crime. Vowing to marry a girl and have her kids and then later changing your mind is now an arrestable offence. Wow. Offering a girl a prominent role in your company and then withdrawing that offer can get you locked up. Well, hello, slippery slope. What's next? Are women going to start calling the cops if they catch you cheating on them? How about breaking up with a woman? Is that going to become a felony? And again, I'm not saying any of this behaviour is morally acceptable. It isn't. But it's not a crime, is it? Tristan Tate claims the rape allegations against him are born out of a vendetta brought by an ex-girlfriend who got mad at him because he refused to buy a sister a 200,000 euro house and help her become a ticket 
TikTok star. Is that true? I don't know. But I do know that since Me Too, we've seen multiple cases of famous men having their reputations destroyed. Their careers totally wrecked. Over some pussy they didn't get. About behavior which took place right, years, stop. sometimes decades stop before, it. where they engaged in supposedly abusive conduct against women. And in nearly every case, it turns out that these women were either romantically rejected or denied career opportunities. It just happened to Marilyn Manson again, someone I don't particularly like. Manson promised one woman a role in his movie and a part in a music video. That never happened. And then the woman later accused Manson of raping her. Manson denies the claims against him, saying that this woman, Esme Bianco, tried to get him to pay her off before she went public with the claims. Benjamin Mendy was just found innocent in court of all the rape claims against him. Will his football career be rehabilitated? Doubtful. <sighs> yes, I'm afraid it's a fact that some women lie about being raped. Exactly. And that's why we have things called evidence, charges, and trials. Because accusation alone doesn't equate to guilt. Exactly. And yet there's hardly ever any consequences for the women who try to ruin men's lives by making these false allegations. Exactly. Done nothing wrong. The Andrew, is, is the matrix Did you hurt any girl? If there's clear evidence of the Tates doing what they're accused of, then charge them with a crime. Put them on trial. Let's see the evidence. Because all I see at the moment is two men being indefinitely detained over offensive social media posts and nebulous accusations. But Paul, they said this, they said that. Here's the evidence. Fine, put them on trial then. Exactly. Charge them. Where's exactly. the due process here? There's no due process. If you think there's all this evidence against them, let's have it presented during a criminal trial. If all the evidence is there, what are they afraid of? What's been presented so far? Tweets? speculation, hearsay. That's not evidence with which you can convict someone. In a just world, that's not grounds for locking someone up in a cage for months on end. But Paul, you're only defending Tate because you're friends with him. Uh, yeah, that's what friends are supposed to do. I met Tate socially about three times in London, once in DC. Like the women I played earlier, his IRL personality, not the hyperbolic offensive shit he says on social media, doesn't comport with what they're accusing him of. Which is why there's something seriously wrong here. If the actual evidence proves otherwise, then fine, I'll hold my hands up and say I was wrong. But we can't even see the evidence because he hasn't even been charged or given a fair trial. What's the real reason the Tates remain incarcerated with out charge. Former prosecutor and member of the European Parliament, Norica Nikolai, says they're being deliberately disappeared. Someone has given an order to make the Tate brothers disappear from their capacity to influence the public, especially Andrew. I have not only watched the unfolding of this case on your TV broadcast, but followed this case closely. Initially I thought it's a cover-up for something, but from what I can see, from a criminal point of view, everything looks like an improvisation, as what the prosecution had on file wasn't sufficient evidence, it is quite Improvised. Tate's legal team spelled out clearly wow. what they think the reason is in an email to me. Quote, there are many high-ranking, highly credible Romanians who publicly have stated this case and all the evidence is rigged. This isn't a Romanian order. The brothers believe this is a foreign order given to Romania from an outside force to detain them in order to reduce their influence inside the USA and UK. Their orders are to hold Andrew and Tristan Tate in detention for as long as possible in order to damage their influence inside the USA. 
USA and UK. They also mm. drew attention to the absurd premise that the prosecution so always a honey trap and themselves shit. insisting they're not victims. Victims in the case file are not victims at all. They've come out and stated this themselves multiple times. As soon as they found out they were listed as victims, they've gone to the authorities three times giving legal statements and testimony that they are not victims of anything. The authorities refuse to delist them because if they are delisted, they will have no grounds to hold the Tates inside detention. The Tates are held using evidence that is not enough to prosecute. They're being held while Romania states they are looking for evidence. They are not looking for anything. They know there is nothing to find. Romania is the most corrupt nation in the entire European Union. Is it really beyond the realms of possibility that they've been bought off? Let's not forget, they tried to take out Tate before by cancelling him in the summer. That didn't work. It only made him bigger. Presumably, they then thought arresting Tate would silence him. But it didn't work. It only made him bigger. Is Andrew Tate being Julian Assange? Basically. Like Assange, his health appears to be <clears throat> rapidly worsening. And like Assange, rape accusations are being weaponized to incarcerate him for seemingly political reasons. Like Assange, Tate's opposition to the regime and his influence had become too much of a threat. There are some figures who have a certain influence, especially in the United States and Great Britain, who are against neo-Marxist formulas. Sure, we can agree with them or not, but it seems that someone has given an order to make the Tate brothers disappear from their capacity to influence the public. Until the Tates get their day in court, until they're able to face their accusers, until they're allowed to have access to basic due process, Andrew and Tristan Tate are both political prisoners. And no matter what you think about their misogyny, social media posts, behaviour or influence on young men, the way they've been treated and denied the basic presumption of innocent until proven guilty should alarm everyone. And he's absolutely right and shit. And here go, if we should be locking up any pedophile. Should be this one. Video Bill Gates again acts weird when asked directly about his relationship with uh, Jeffrey Epstein. Let's do it. You know, I think giving is very fulfilling. Uh, I think in some ways it's not a favor to your children uh, to have all the wealth uh, show up. You know, every parent has to decide what the appropriate level is. Uh, you know, in my case, you know, I can see the impact that philanthropy is having. It's my full-time work. Uh, it uh, allows me to work with incredible people. And uh, so, yes, I, I hope on an example that encourages more philanthropy. The giving pledge is not about pooling money. We simply get people together to share uh, what they're learning, what they're motivated by. And, you know, the dream is that over time, uh, the quantity and quality of philanthropy will uh, improve. The quality and quantity. But I shouldn't have had dinner with him uh, on his <laughs> association with Epstein. One of the issues that dogged you is, is that of your relationship with Jeffrey Epstein. Do you regret the relationship that you maintained with him against Melinda's advice and wishes? Oh, I've said that I'm, I mean, this is, you're going way back in mm -hmm. time, but yeah, I, New audience. I will say for the, you know, oh, over a hundred time, yeah, I shouldn't have had uh, dinners with him. Dinners. Um, Epstein had a way of sexually compromising people. Is that what Melinda was warning you about? No. I mean, it, it's, no, I, I had dinner <laughs> with him uh, and that's all. Wow. And that you regret wow. the relationship. I shouldn't have had um, Epstein had a way of sexually compromising people. Is that what Melinda was warning you about? No. 
I mean, it, it's no. I I had dinner with him, uh, and that's all. And that you regret the with him. Um, Epstein had a way of sexually compromising people. Yeah, I'll make the determination. Warning you about. No, I mean it, it's. No, I I had dinner with him, uh, and that's all. And that you regret the relationship, the acquaintance that I had dinner with him, and and the relationship between the foundation and Epstein, which there was, never was any relationship of any kind. There wasn't a um, relationship. You mean he trying he trying to brush that shit under the rug now? Bill Gates, uh, an awkward interview about Jeffrey Epstein. I still. Well, Dr. Bill Gates squirmed his way through an interview after he was asked by PBS about Jeffrey Epstein. You had a number of meetings with Jeffrey Epstein. Uh, well, this is awkward. You know, I had dinners with him. Uh, I Dinners? You flew on the Lolita Express to Palm Beach five years after he was convicted for being a pedo. That's a bit more than dinners, Bill. They didn't ask him about that, though. He had relationships with... Uh, people he said, you know, would give to global health, you know, not nearly enough philanthropy goes in that direction. Uh, you know, those meetings were were a mistake. They didn't result in uh, what he purported, and I cut them off. Really? What about the $2 million in philanthropy that Epstein secured from you to give the MIT? To MIT? That resulted in something. You know, when you met him in 2013, five years after he's been convicted for being a pedo, they didn't ask him about that either. They didn't ask him why MIT tried to cover up the donation. When former MIT Director of Development and Strategy, Peter Cohen, said in an email, quote, for gift recording purposes, we will not be mentioning Jeffrey's name as the impetus for this gift. Uh, there's... You know, so there's nothing new on that. Yeah, there's nothing new on it because Epstein conveniently died and dead men tell no tales. It was reported that you continue to meet with him over several years. Um, Why are you shaking your head like, no. of the record? No. And there's like, nothing, no. absolutely nothing new on that. There's nothing new on that. He's dead. He's dead. He's definitely dead, right? You made sure, yeah, def yeah de definitely dead. He's dead. Is there a lesson for you for... Anyone else looking? looking <laughs> well, he's dead. So, uh, you know, in general, you always have to be careful. Uh, and, you know, the, you know, I'm, I'm. Yeah, you do have to be careful <laughs> not to meet with him multiple times yeah, and then fly on his man. private jet five years after he's been convicted for being a pedo. Easy mistake to make, I guess. I mean, come on, we've all been there, right? Right. Uh, you know, that's. He's definitely dead, right? He's dead. <laughs> Yo, real shit. He's definitely dead and shit. Uh, next article and shit. Video. Mother reads shocking gay porn material found in Minnesota school district to the board members and shit. Let's check this shit out. You got to love it. I'm going to read to you several different passages from a book titled Him by Serena Bowen, that the district made available for students to check out in room Pines 104, an English classroom. I want to know how and why this book was ever allowed in our school, more specifically that process that was just discussed and how books are approved. I sucked him deeper into my mouth, almost to the face, and just when he moaned, I released him, gliding my tongue along the long, hard length of him. Until his dick was glistening. Wow. I laughed at the moisture leaking out of his tip. 
and the taste of him infused my tongue, making my head spin. What the fuck? I was blowing my best friend. It was so surreal. It was what I dreamed about for so long. What? The fantasy was nothing compared to the reality. Fuck yeah. Canning's hips began to rock as I took him in my mouth again. I licked the crown of his cock, teasing, savoring, then taking him deep again. What? Every husky thing he said practically made me go up in flames. I knew I would enjoy this, but if he was too mind-bending, I quickened the pace, squeezing his shaft on every upstroke, tighter than I thought he'd like, but he kept muttering, harder, faster. Wow. A choke sound left his lips. Fuck, Wes, you're making me come. His fingers pulled my hair to the point of pain, his abs tightening as his hips rocked faster. A few seconds later, he groaned. The husky sound vibrated against my lips as he went still, thrust deep, and came inside my mouth while I swallowed up every last drop. What the fuck? I teased and caressed for several long moments before slipping my finger inside. My other hand gripped his erection. I'm selfish, but I don't want him to come until I'm buried deep inside him. So I don't take him in my mouth or jerk him as hard as I know he wants. Slow, feather-like strokes is all he gets as I work my finger into his tight hole. Wow. When a second finger joins the party, his brows draw together. Beads of sweat break out on his forehead. Mine, too. <clears throat> Loosening him up is one of the hottest things I've ever done. It takes all my concentration. What the fuck? All three fingers. He moans How much long enough is this to shit? wait the death. And I release his erection to press my palm to his mouth. I push forward again. And this time, I'm able to ease in. Just the tip, but holy hell, the pressure is incredible. He's hot and tight, squeezing in, squeezing me into oblivion. Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. It's all he seems capable of saying as my cock tunnels deeper. Wow. I hope these examples serve as a wake-up call to many other parents and community members in this district. And let me be the first to ask you again. Who... How, when, and why? Wow, nigga, your kids is listening to that shit in school. Everybody looking what around. What are we like, teaching our children? Like, I'm sorry, now I'm a. Parent. It's a material for learning and teaching for that for that process. This is materials for learning and teaching. So if this is material for learning and teaching per this form that has been sent that is unavailable on the website, that would be something where there would need to be some sort of intervention because that can't be a book for learning and teaching in our school. That's not and there's a we process, don't want to there's be there's a process for it that may okay. I have a question. <laughs> if we have a pipe that bursts in our cafeteria, is there a process that we have to follow or are you going to turn that water off on your own? I was told that as the chief executive we're at that, that vehicle. I mean, what was read was disgusting. I have never felt so uncomfortable in my entire life. Never again will I ever want to hear any of that as an adult. That it should be as simple as go get the book. And we do have an internet policy. I mean, maybe we should just open the internet for a free for all. I mean, we have the how to step by step. Why not have the video to go along with it? Yeah, this is this just seems like common sense. And I, I understand following a process. But as Jen said, there are things that are simply an emergency or above that process. And this this seems to be one. Man, that shit is crazy, bro. 
This nigga said I was loosening his glutes with my fingers, nigga. One finger, two finger, three finger, he loose. Like, get the fuck out of here. Trans skater stinks up the ice during figure skating championships. We're going to make this quick. Let's do it. Wipeout. Oh, yeah. Uh, stunning and brave. Sure. Stunning and brave. Norwegian first transgendered national figure skating, gliding across the ice, Abe, on the sheer power of a stunning and brave femininity. Even though that looks like my high school gym coach in drag. But there you go, you bigots, you intolerant transphobes, in your face. Uh, oh, wait, no, not in my face, and I don't want it anywhere near my face. Uh, <laughs> performance by 59-year-old trans figure skater at opening ceremony of the European Figure Skating Championships goes viral for all the wrong reasons. Dude biffs it in like the first three seconds. <laughs> it's every single layer and meme. Every trope of diversity hireness was played out for you right here. Thank you to the Gateway Pundit and everybody sharing this all over the place. It's hilarious. This is a gigantic... This is just in-your-face stupidity. All of these people on the ice have been skating before they could walk. They have sacrificed. They have edged out the competition. It is a high standard, a high bar to overcome to get on that ice. But not for this person. No, 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 no. I'm going to grow. I'm going to be a biological dude. I'm going to grow my hair out. I'm going to demand that I be referred to with preferred pronouns. And I'm just going to waltz and then fall all over this ice. I'm going to smear all of my bottom surgery gonorrhea all over this ice. Everybody else on this ice is going to need hep shots, Abe. Hep. Maybe monkeypox vaccines. Experimental ones. The opening ceremony of the European Figure Skating Championships in Ispu, Finland, went viral for all the wrong reasons again. This week, after stunning videos, a 59-year-old man in the late life came out as a gender-neutral trans woman figure skater or posted of him slash her, they, them, zim blop blop bloop being the featured skater. You don't deserve this. You don't deserve this. There are plenty of people who deserve to be on that ice. You're not one of them. Everybody else is on the ice because they are spectacular figure skaters. You don't deserve to be there. And somebody screamed, oh, stop. This is, this is in your face microcosm of the macro problem that we have. Yeah, it's it doesn't really mean anything that you got a transgendered Dude biffing it here on the ice. But they do this at every level of our society. The speaker, to the speaker, Nancy Pelosi, who knows? But the press secretary right now is a clear, clear, clear diversity hire. That chick can't read, can't answer questions, isn't witty, isn't smart, doesn't even bother seemingly to do any type of work before any of these press conferences. Doesn't sit down, doesn't read a newspaper, doesn't go on a web zone, doesn't do any research. I expect you to be a good liar. I don't expect you to be a good person. I expect you to be a shitbag monster, no doubt. But I expect 
a higher quality of shitbag monster. I demand it. I deserve it. So at least do a little bit of training on how to lie effectively to people. That shit can't read. You already should know. You mean LGBT equal diversity higher for you. You know, I already should know. I'm going to be back on the other side to close this out. No more, you motherfucking switch. It's your boy. Hey, Alex. How did you predict this shit, man? Like, how did you know that shit was coming? Like, that shit was crazy. How did that make you feel, man? Like, what's going through your head, bro? I mean, I'm not even worthy to be bringing you information this powerful. And I hope that you pay attention to what we cover here minute by minute. Because I've had chills uh, since last night. This just confirms everything else we've already researched. A Rockefeller study envisions future dictatorship controlled by elite, millions being killed, mandatory quarantines, checkpoints, the end of the family, everything that's in the other documents. But uh, this dovetails with all the other Rockefeller Foundation documents about the GMO food to sterilize you and the forced vaccines and the hell we're already living in that's just going to continue to intensify until we take our governments back from these eugenics madmen. But that story is up on Prison Planet. The question is, will you have the courage to really do the research yourself? Because I don't want you to just sit here and hear me make these claims. These people are so arrogant that they write policy papers, so many of them, that they're producing these policy papers and reports and white papers so fast that you could never read them all. It is an open conspiracy against you and your family. I pray to God, I pray to my Heavenly Father, Jesus Christ, every night to give me the strength and the will to be able to face this horror and to give me the strength to carry on because I know why a lot of you don't want to look at this information and just want to comment on the YouTube videos or on message boards that I'm a liar. I know why, because it's scary. You're not going to be able to go to the ball games anymore. You're not going to be able to just go out and get drunk with your friends. You're not going to be able to just... You know, go out and enjoy yourself all the time. The only chance we've got of beating this scientific dictatorship, this creeping death that takes its time to incrementally enslave you, mentally, psychologically, physically, spiritually, the only way to defeat it is for the rank and file of this planet to realize that you have a choice to make on what your destiny is going to be. Once you face this information, once you've consciously admitted it to yourself, it will take over your life. It should take over your life. Well, I mean, what else? What else could it do? We've got to get past the artificial stigma that the control corporate media has been putting out for decades ahead of their open of unveiling of planetary dictatorship. They all talk about how we need a police state to carry this out. Canada and the United States are going to work in lockstep to display the seriousness of our commitment at both home and abroad. Win, lose, or draw, you need to choose a side. Like ASAP, you know what I'm saying? It's not a fucking game, you already know.
Yo, so I want to say thanks for listening to the show. Thanks for coming through, hanging with your boy, man. Appreciate y'all. We ain't got no technical difficulties today. You already know it's gonna be a whole show. I'm feeling it. You already know, man. Thank you for coming through, being willing to learn something. Thank you for trusting me with your information. Thank you for supporting the show on Cash App and PayPal. You already know it, Mr. Pi Five Five. You mean it's all good? Um, please continue to. Be with each other. Please continue to pray for yourself. Ask God for forgiveness of your sins. Uh, pray for your neighbor. You know, ask that, uh, you know, everybody can be a better person tomorrow than they were today. Um, yeah, man. You know, it, it it takes you to build yourself up to be a better you. You know what I'm saying? You can't expect nobody to make you a better you. You have to build yourself up to be a better you. And with that being said, I really hope that... A lot of y'all can, you know, find out who y'all are and find yourself and stop being a victim to all the shit that's going on out there. You know, stop saying that you're a victim. Stop saying somebody else is holding you back. You are the only person that can stop you from achieving the things that you want to achieve. As long as you're trying, you got to try, though. You know what I'm saying? If you're not trying, then, you know, we ain't buying. You already know. Um yeah man it's 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 crazy it's insane it's you know heartbreaking it's extremely you know uh difficult to you know deal with sometimes but you got to do it you know what i'm saying to make you a stronger better human being and being a stronger better human being is going to pay off for you in the long run you know what i'm saying uh sitting around bullshitting bitching and moaning and worrying about the bullshit is what's going to get you knocked off you feel me so um yeah, man, just keep on doing your thing. Keep letting the hanging, swinging shit. Please, please, please keep your eyes open, your ears to the ground. You know what I mean? Please continue to be there for your family. Please continue to try to wake somebody up. I understand that it's the most difficult thing to do these days is to wake somebody up. But listen, you can do it. You can do it. And it's up to you to do it You know what I'm saying And if we can't get you to do it Then nobody can You know what I'm saying And yeah they're going to give you plenty of You know uh, Heat And You know uh, Feedback And You know Restrictive You know uh, Commentary And tell you why you shouldn't And what you are for doing And all that But fuck that Now I man If you truly care about them And shit Try to wake them up Try to save them Try to break them out the matrix you know what I mean? I'm still working on the book. The book is going to be great. Don't you worry about it. You know what I'm saying? Uh, we're definitely making some strides, some progress, and we're going to continue to make strides and progress. You know, to keep trying to be better people, man. Make sure everybody else has the opportunity to be a better person. You know what I'm saying? So many people dying from all these COVID-y uh, gene therapies and shit. Now, motherfuckers is truly starting to understand what's really going on and I understand. I got some people avoiding me. Like, man, I don't want to talk to him right now and shit. It's just the worst thing you could possibly fucking do. You know what I'm saying? Because they don't want to face the music of the decisions that they made and how they fucked up. You know what I'm saying? And all I'm trying to do is just get everybody to wake the fuck up at the same time. So we can make some type of progress in this, you know, fight for humanity. I mean, humanity deserves to live on. If we give up this fight, humanity gives up. Humanity will cease to exist. It's our fight. You know, if you're between the ages of 20 and fucking uh, 89 right now, you know what I'm saying? You still 
are in this fight. You know what I'm saying? They trying to poison you, aren't they? They're putting poison in your shoulder, right? They're telling you to take all these different medications and still poisoning you with all these side effects, right? You know what I mean? So you are part of this fight. It's not just us. It's not just, you know, everybody that just agree. We don't have to agree to, you know what I'm saying, save humanity and shit. You know what I mean? We just got to find our common ground. So, yeah, we do got to agree. We got to agree on one thing. And if we can find one thing to agree on and shit, we're going to agree on the fact that humanity is not the same as it was back in 2015. And if it's too far left for you, then it's too far left for me. And we fucking agree and we need to understand. Now, don't get me wrong. you don't, I, I like to stay smack dab on the center. A little bit of this, a little bit of that. You know, you do you over here. They do them over there. You know what I'm saying? And you right here in the middle. You know what I'm saying? And they not moving the line. So this is the thing. You got the left. You got the right. You got the center line. But when these niggas get more motherfucking left, when they go further left, the the line moves with them and shit to center itself again and shit. So now we over. Now, instead of being on that center line, the original line, they done moved that center line to the left. You know, now it's like, this is the normality now and shit. No longer that. So, you know what I'm saying? The right got to go further to the right to pull that shit back to the center and shit. And that's the bullshit. We playing tug of war with our lives, folks. So, you know what I'm saying? Keep your motherfucking head up. Keep doing your thing. Letting it hang and swing. Keep being positive. Keep praying for yourself. Stay in, you know, uh, your lane and shit. Stay out the fucking way and, you know, stay faithed up, man. Keep praying and shit, man, even if you don't think it's going to come true. I mean, shit, you might as well pray for something. You know what I mean? The shit you doing not not working out completely, what the fuck do you got to lose? You know what I'm saying? Shit, if anything, you you might accidentally pray to, to the devil and he might show the fuck up. You know what I'm saying? Then you can really know that, uh, you know, uh, God exists. You know what I'm saying? But other than that, man. You know, I love y'all. Thanks for listening to the show. And uh, until next time, it's your boy, Mr. P.I. Bring you that civilian talk. Please wake up American news because if we don't wake up today, we may not have an America to wake up to tomorrow. And it should just seem more and more logical each time we say it. And we said it at least 648 times. And uh, until next time. It's It's you. Yes, your boy. Today's episode was brought to you by Civilian Talk Radio. Hey, George, what's your perception on the reality of this world? Now you see. When your, your identity is defined by society, you cannot resist it. You don't have the knowledge, you don't have the wisdom, you don't have the resources to understand that something's being put over on you. You cannot but help believe the definition of you as a free agent. But you believe yourself to be a free agent as a result of not being free. That is to say, of being uh, uh, hopelessly unable to resist society's identification of you. There's a reason education sucks, and it's the same reason that it will never, ever, ever be fixed. It's never going to get any better. Don't look for it. Be happy with what you got. Because the owners of this country don't want that. I'm talking about the real owners now. 
The real owners, the big wealthy business interests that control things and make all the important decisions. Forget the politicians. The politicians are put there to give you the idea that you have freedom of choice. You don't. You have no choice. You have owners. They own you. They own everything. They own all the important land. They own and control the corporations. They've long since bought and paid for the Senate, the Congress, the state houses, the city halls. They got the judges in their back pockets. And they own all the big media companies, so they control just about all of the news and information you get to hear. They got you by the balls. They, they spend billions of dollars every year lobbying, lobbying to get what they want. Well, we know what they want. They want more for themselves and less for everybody else. But I'll tell you what they don't want. They don't want a population of citizens capable of critical thinking. They don't want well-informed, well-educated people capable of critical thinking. They're not interested in that. That doesn't help them. That's against their interest. That's right. They don't want people who are smart enough to sit around the kitchen table to figure out how badly they're getting fucked by a system that threw them overboard 30 fucking years ago. They don't want that. You know what they want? They want obedient workers. Obedient workers. People who are just smart enough to run the machines and do the paperwork and just dumb enough to passively accept all these increasingly shittier jobs with the lower pay, the longer hours, the reduced benefits, the end of overtime, and the vanishing pension that disappears the minute you go to collect it. And now they're coming for your social security money. They want your fucking retirement money. They want it back so they can give it to their criminal friends on Wall Street. And you know something? They'll get it. They'll get it all from you sooner or later because they own this fucking place. It's a big club and you ain't in it. You and I are not in the big club. And by the way, it's the same big club they used to beat you over the head with all day long when they tell you what to believe. All day long, beating you over the head in their media, telling you what to believe, what to think, and what to buy. The table is tilted, folks. The game is rigged. And nobody seems to notice. Nobody seems to care. Good, honest, hard-working people, white collar, blue collar, doesn't matter what color shirt you have on. Good, honest, hard-working people continue, these are people of modest means, continue to elect these rich cocksuckers who don't give a fuck about them. They don't give a fuck about you. They don't give a fuck about you. They don't care about you at all, at all, at all. Yeah. You know? And nobody seems to notice, nobody seems to care. That's what the owners count on, the fact that Americans will probably remain willfully ignorant of the big red, white, and blue dick that's being jammed up their assholes every day. Because the owners of this country know the truth. It's called the American dream, because you have to be asleep to believe it. Wake the fuck up, people. It's your final warning.